is up, everybody? It is TMB WooCast, and do we know what episode this is? Something oh teen. It's something something teen. teen. I got lost with the wedding episode. I want to say 15. Yeah, uh, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out later. Anyway. Guess what, though? It's the Star Wars episode. It is the Star Wars episode. The last so Jedi. Obviously. <laughs> it's going to be long as hell. Long as hell. <laughs> uh, you know, we couldn't do a Star Wars episode without including our boy Handball over here. And uh, so he's going to be our third member of the night. Yes. It is very long. This is by far our longest one. Times two, yeah. But we go through the gambit of the movie, and I feel like we had a pretty good conversation about it. Yeah, we oh, had to get to sure. that. If you are a Star Wars fanboy, this is the podcast for you. So go along on the journey with us. Uh, did a little bit of drinking tonight. A little bit. Had uh, myself, had me some more Red Stripe left over. Um, so I tackled that. What'd you have, Kobe? Uh, God, let's see. I started off with some Moscato, uh, like barefoot Moscato, and then I had some of uh, Jessica's cupcake Moscato wine that was delicious, and then I had some, uh, oh God, what is it called? That delicious cider, Koppenberg. Uh, did you just have a tampon with your drinks tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I they did. were all delicious. Look. I had a wine night with the girls because they wanted to watch A Wonderful Life before... Like, we did this, so I had a little bit of wine, had a delicious cider. Yeah, okay. Well, Whatever you well, want to say, well, it was I'm yummy. Super, I'm super nerdy about Star Wars, so I wanted to be up on top of my game, so I drank, like, two bottles of water and some red wine. Yeah, you were just focused on staying hydrated Jesus. for this thing. So. Yeah, I was just ready to get my mouth working and my mouth to get dry. Well, his, mouth, <laughs> his mouth a working, because this is... Uh, this is probably over a two-hour podcast. Two so, and a half, yeah. Get ready. Uh, hopefully. You've seen the you, movie. Uh, There's spoilers. There are definitely spoilers. So if you've not seen the movie, do not listen. If you have seen the movie and you want to just sit around and listen to your boys talk about the movie, this is the podcast. We, we certainly do that. Because we, we go do. over the whole thing. It's better to do it this way than to try to chop it up in three We came up with a list of ten things we want to make sure we talk about uh, of the movie. We throw in maybe a couple more points, but that's the general gist of it. So, if we uh, miss anything, be sure to uh, comment in any of our, uh, you know, our Facebook, Instagram. I mean, you have enough questions, we can like actually that. do, we can do this again, maybe a shorter I'm episode. I'm down, dude. But yeah. I'll probably I mean, watch this movie again. But TMB, Mr. Bachelor, Zach Willis, what does that mean tonight? Tonight, TMB what do you is have? four, and if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. To my bombers. To my bombers. To we poured my one out bombers. a little bit for them. Yep. So, okay. so hope, hope you ready. guys enjoy it. Star Wars, baby. Let's do this thing. Woo! Me, I'm Ustin, and Gusta Pinocha. What does that mean? My name is Justin, and I love pussy. Oh, wait, you said Ustin a minute ago. Yeah, I did say Ustin then again, because technically in Spanish... The, the J sounds like H, but then I actually asked a Mexican person, and they said no. They would just say my name, Justin. So it's supposed to be Mayamo Justin. Me gusta Pinocha. My, my name Justin. <laughs> my, my name Justin. Hmm. Is that an accurate statement, though? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, Have you some... uh, started on your restaurant yet? Learn something every day. What's your day? I've said that before, man. People's heard me say Mayamo Justin. My gusta Pinocha. I'm talking about the pink taco cat. What? Well, the Pink, Pink Taco Cantina, yeah. yeah. Well, that's all part of our plan to take over Midland City. Yep. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yep. that. Uh, I just want everyone to know for the record, Zach tried to kill me today. 
Mm. And that's what you're supposed to do when you get married. Uh, I don't have life insurance, so I have worth nothing to him. I have life insurance. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, try to kill you. With his dick. Woo! <laughs> hey, just so you guys know, we're live. <laughs> We've had worse intros. <laughs> That's true. But, um... So, married Zach Willis. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Um, to his first podcast as a married man. Right. And I must say, it doesn't feel any different. No different? I am still speaking to a microphone the same way as I could before. Your left hand looks a little heavier. I think my left bicep's getting a little bit bigger. Oh, yeah? Pretty heavy ring. That's cool. Is that from the ring or something else? Nah, I'm not a switch, I'm not a switch here. So. Oh, okay. So you don't, you don't do the no. stranger? No. So on your left hand, dude. Go okay, now. so listen, you you go home with a girl you came to the dance with, all right? So I don't think you ever danced with Amanda. Um, you have Snapchat, yes. so like in you have or something, you saw the the video or photo of me with the um, muscle stimulator on, right? I saw you send me the picture of the muscle. Okay, yes. So I put that on my forearm, mm-hmm. and it went. It started going. It was crazy how strong that thing was. Okay, my first question is okay. why, why? Why did you have this? Justin owns it. Uh, he spent like four hundred something dollars on that thing for like it's like for you know recovery and I I don't know, but he brought it to work, so of course I had to play with it. Okay. So um, put it on my forearm, and it went for about probably a minute or so. Thing is crazy. Um, so what does it do? Like just vibrate your, your muscles or, or what? Does it shock you? It, sh- it kind of shocks you more than anything. See, I, don't, I don't, I don't, like I don't it, cool it, it bends, like I look like the dude from uh, scary movie. No, no. Cause it, 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 see that to me, uh, your, your wife is getting into my bed right now. So you know, she's going to fall asleep. Yeah. She's taking a nap. That's fine. Okay. Oh, she even took her wine. So that's nice. But now you want to charge not, your phone by the way. It's over there. I'm not going all, uh, <laughs> I'm not going all crazy hand. So it did that. You know, it like left you like your muscles and it tells you where to put them and all that shit. Well, they took it off and like, I don't know this from experience, but I want to say it felt like I jerked off for two hours straight. Well, maybe you're just like, building up stamina to where you can start dude, to jack off two hours, which I don't know why anybody would want to do that. I don't know, but like it was just so, it felt so weird. Not two hours straight. But. I mean... Maybe for a two-hour gap with breaks in between. Well, not two hours straight. Who wants to do that two hours straight? <laughs> well, you never know when it can come in handy. You never know what life's going to throw at you. Yeah. You never know what you're going to need. That really good two-hour jack all set. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. It, so, you, you said that you put it on your abs and made you have poop? I did, yeah. I put it on my abs after. So, on the forearm, it was just two, like, sections, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you want to call it. Um... On my abs, it was it was eight. So yeah, um, that wasn't as bad as the arm, though. Have you ever had your abs like cramp up on you while you were working out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legit like, cramp. It felt like I had a midget punching me continuously. That's glorious. It's like just, little tiny sausage finger hands just mm, punching every ab. Mm. That's just fucking lazy, though. I I just did it just because I was bored. Like, I'm legitimately fat, but if I ever get, like, to where I'm, like, in way better shape and maybe lose a lot of weight and I'm skinny, 
I don't want it to be because I sat around and let a robot do it. Oh, I mean, you don't really, you know, you have to do more than just Let's be honest. have that on. If you, if there was a robot that could sit around and make you look sexy as hell, you wouldn't care. Yeah, probably if I had a yeah. bunch of <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't care. <laughs> You're probably right. But anyways, the reason why we're here tonight, we have our top ten, uh, top ten items that we want to discuss about the new movie that just came out, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Yes. It is a film that we have been waiting for for two years. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Hambone went and saw it tonight. Um, that's my second time. That'd be my third. And Kobe, you've seen it how many times? Twice. Twicey? Twicey. So, we're all multiple multiple times seeing it. Yeah. Did uh, Did you see it opening night, Hambone? Saw it opening night. Okay. You saw it opening night, too. I saw it opening night in Tennessee. In, oh, thank you for mentioning it was in Tennessee on your honeymoon. Yep. Asshole. Just so you know, uh, I took time out of my honeymoon, away from my many, many, many sexual escapades and mountain, and mountain climbing. True man. And uh, a true man. To go, to go see, to go see uh, <laughs> our Star Wars. You know, he got out of bed after five real hard minutes of lovemaking and went straight to the theater and watched this movie. Listen, that's fine, but I mean, that's the more five minute inter- like intervals that you throw in there. They, you know, they add up in a day. Yeah. Listen. And every now and then you last six. I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, every now and then you get that little surprise minute. This is how you know you married the right girl. She'll take time out of her honeymoon. Because it's all about her. That she wouldn't go. Her honeymoon. Like, see, I played it smart. Because while we were up there one night, um, uh, and we had got done with everything, we went back up to our cabin, and we're hanging out, uh, just drinking and stuff like that, we decided that... Because I knew the movie was coming out that Thursday while we were in the middle of this honeymoon, I was like, okay, if I'm going to get her to go, the one movie that she hadn't seen was uh, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. She had seen Rogue One, and pretty much all the other ones, I think she said there's one that she hasn't really seen all the way through. I can't remember which one. But Probably a prequel. I figured, if nothing else, um, there was this little grocery store that was right down the mountain from us, which happened to have a red box. And yeah, the red box nice. was The Force Awakens. So your boy, oh, was, yeah. your boy was smart. Oh, yeah. So I got her hooked. I got her, we watched uh, The Force Awakens the night before and obviously got her interested in it. Mm-hmm. So she was as psyched about it as I was, which was cool. Nice. I went and watched the opening night. I had to go to the late show because I closed at work. Then I went and saw it with two friends that we have, Ben and Brandon, on a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I actually oh. had a pretty good amount of people in the theater at 10.30 in the morning. That's that was surprising crazy. for Dozen. Yeah. And then just went and saw it the night with Zach. So thir- three times. Yeah, three times. Yeah, I would have came with you guys tonight, but I was totally lost and confused on what you texted me the other day. Yeah, your, your, your brain didn't process the plan making. I didn't see the part where you said, watch the movie. And then see it again. I thought you said yeah, you wanted at some point to watch the movie. The text message clearly stated it did. We should go watch it again on Friday and then do a be clear head, clear head. I mean, I've noticed every time I go see the movie. I so far I've noticed something different a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was um, cool. Me and me and Hamlin had a mandate. It's it cool. Yeah, I wish we, I could have been we, there. We snuggled a little bit and whispered yeah. sweet nothings back and forth to each other while that the was actually better than the movie. So uh, that was actually better. You, than you the know, movie. it was worth it. So, but I think the main thing. Uh, with this is now that we've all watched it multiple times and we've all got you know 
we've seen our little things and we've paid attention to, I guess, more so than watching it one time. I didn't want to come, come on here and do a podcast after only seeing it one time and then, like, you know, be Jump the gun. bullshit or, or, or not fully formed opinions on mm, things. True stuff. Yeah, I've, so, I've learned a lot since, like, since it's open. So we, we wrote down, we actually got a little bit more structured this time. Believe it or not, we're getting professional about this. Finally. It only took uh, a... Semi-professional. What, 14 podcasts, something like that? But anyway... Married Man's Act. uh, In classic TMB WooCast uh, fashion, we did a top 10 list of things we want to talk about, uh, but we actually have 11 on here. So, you know, can't get... Technically, overall thoughts is not like a topic. It's just like overall thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're calling it top 10, even though there's 11 on a piece of paper. But that's not really the point. So, I guess we'll start off with general, not specific details, but general overall thoughts of, of what you thought about it after the first time you watched it. Uh, Justin? Yeah, I go first. Uh, I went and saw the um, the movie for the first time, and even like the viewings afterwards, but I walked out of the movie theater the first time, and like giving it, like a, after I went home and sat down and thought about it for a few hours after watching it. I can just replaying it. Like, really? I just gave the movie, like, a seven and a half, which, to me, is still a solid movie. It just, there was things in there that I didn't, like, really maybe liked or thought was, like, no, the most I, amazing thing. So, I, I couldn't give it, like, that high nine score. Like, I gave no, The Force Awakens about that. eight and a half. A, a score after the first watch through. Right. You said 7.9? Seven, seven and a half. I went seven, solid seven, seven and a half. And, uh, See? And that's, yeah. a, that's a professional scorer. That's yeah. not a rookie round number. That's yeah. A, that's a good and like I noticed that there would be things that some people would have problems with. I knew there was going to be some backlash from some of the hardcore fans. Oh, yeah. The old fogey sitting back saying, get off my line. Now, whenever like, we go through this and we start talking about some of this other stuff, I want you to come back and give me an updated score on what you think of the movie okay. currently. Right. Not, and, not right now. But. No, yeah, but but that was pretty much it. And after my other viewings, I'm still sticking with, well, we'll talk about that at the end. So go ahead, Kobe. What was your general thoughts when you first walked out? Well, I'm not a huge over-the-top Star Wars fan, I guess. I've only saw, I just watched them all right before Force Awakens. Um, but so I, I've seen Force Awakens like three times. I've seen Rogue One twice. I've seen uh, this one twice. All the other ones I think I've only seen once. Which I think is really pretty cool here because right now we have basically what I think is a trifecta. Mm-hmm. Because I'm an old school lover of Star Wars. Been yeah. loving it since I was 12 years old. And I'm an old ass son of a bitch right now. Um, so, And then just, we have Kobe that just said he just started watching them before Force yeah. Awakens. And then we have Zach who I think is probably in the middle of that. Like, yeah, I mean like, obviously I wasn't born when Did you start with uh, 1, 2, 3? Like is that around the time you started I mean, watching I was a kid whenever the... the Episodes one through three came out. Yeah, I was at the end one of my three high or years. four, five, six. No, one, two, three. One, one two, three. Okay, because I'm not even old like enough late to late nineties, two thousands. Actually, let's see. When did episodes uh, six come out? Was it eighty nine? Uh, no, no, no. It was seventy seven. They were three years apart, so it's seventy seven, eighty, and eighty three. Okay, yeah, I definitely wasn't like I. I didn't even watch okay. the originals in the movie theaters. I'm not even that old. Wow. Oh shit. But um, I was like, I was like, almost at the end of high school. Whenever Phantom Menace. Well, came I know out. episode three came out like early two thousands, right? I remember going with my parents. Yes, I remember okay. going with my parents. Ninety nine, two thousand two, two thousand five. Okay, I can't, I can't remember which one we went and saw in theaters, but I do remember going to see in theaters one of them. Okay, uh, so it would have had probably to have been three. episode two or three. I waited I was in line young. for episode one. I was so, in line waiting. I don't know. I guess I just wasn't super big into sci fi, so I never really. 
you know, I didn't really start watching a ton of movies until I started working at the theater. I'm not really sure why I started getting into Star Wars, because now that I'm looking back on it, I mean, maybe my dad was into it, you know, pretty good. But, I mean, I just always really loved it. Yeah. I, I'd always, uh, like, whenever they, they used to do these things where they'd uh, do, like, marathons of it that would come on TV. And I think that's how I wound up, actually, the first time ever, like, watching through all of them, probably. Yeah, me and your dad had a moment at your wedding about Star Wars. I didn't know he actually liked Star Wars, and he saw my shirt, and I was like, hey, so, Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I see there's Star Wars on your shirt. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I def- like, I've never seen any bit of Star Wars until we watched it, like, you know, the until marathon. I watched... One through six, right before Force Awakens, probably in the you know month before, two weeks before even something like that. Which, hey, if you're gonna watch them all back to back, you know it's not a bad screen to watch. No, them for sure, yeah. Um, but I watched them in the order of three, four, five, one, two, or uh, four, five, six, one, two, three. Watching mm-hmm. in that order, I want to say. Um, and then you know Force Awakens, I liked. I feel like now I have to go back and rewatch four, five, six though. Probably, you know, I'll end up watching all of them. Technically, right now, if I were to rewatch them and do a marathon style thing, it would be Road One, Four, Five, Six, then go back to One, Two, and Three. Yeah, then that's go true. Back to Force Awakens. Um, I guess just because I've recently watched Force Awakens or Rogue One, I feel like I don't really need to see that one. But definitely Four, Five, Six. Um, yeah. It was good. It was definitely. I was glad that I rewatched The Force Awakens. Yeah. Again before I watched uh, The Last, the Last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, I, I rewatched that too. Uh, like the night before. So to keep going, like what, what would you actually say a score was the first time you watched it? After, like it, it's probably the same even after the second time, like an eight. Okay. As a casual fan. Rookie score. Yeah. Gotcha. Rookie score. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the even round number. That's the rookie score. No, no, no. Ma- basically because the score. Yeah, I know. I'm just telling you. It's rookie score. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you know, the sound, you know, the orchestra was really good uh-huh. and. Just how I went with the odd number. What did you I go with? Seven point nine. I went seven point five. No, I mean, that's not, no, that's but, a that's a professional. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Exactly. See, I thought I, I thought it would yeah. be too Tell snooty. Thought it'd be too snooty if I said seven point six. All right, let me do a. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, it's fine. Honest, it's honestly seven point nine eight. No, you can't. No, you can't go back <laughs> and change it now. You can't retroactively change <laughs> it. Rounded it out that first number. It's there. So you say yours doesn't change for you after seeing it a second time? Yeah, mainly because I guess I I don't know. I was kind of I was really sleepy. When I saw it okay. the second time. All right. So, all right. So, all right. So, yeah. I'll jump on to mine. Um, okay. My rating is going to change a little bit from mine's. My first rating is going to be right after I saw it walking out of the movie theater. And then I won't say that it changed necessarily me seeing it for the second time tonight so much as it changed the more I thought about it and played it out in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just going to go first, first time walking out. I'll give it. A, I'd give it a solid seven point three. Gotcha. And and I based that off of, the, I had some questions, I had some things that I wish. <laughs> I know you did because I was in my movie watching experience because I had to wait so late. Yeah. Like as soon as you got through with your view and I got a text on my phone, oh, like man. while I'm watching the movie that says. I, I have spoiled. questions. I just no, no, you just spoiled. You just said I have questions. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope you're still up whenever. I, and I tried to call you. Dude, I, not, I, was, I, was, I call you. I tried it was to like text. Two you. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was. It was like two o'clock in the morning. But no, like, uh, and the main main reason why I say that is because I I came out of there 
and I had questions. And I think the biggest thing too is I had questions and I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Oh yeah. Because Amanda, Amanda don't care that. She bad, doesn't though. know the lore. Yeah. She doesn't know how to go and back. So I wanted to talk to somebody about different like questions and stuff like that, but you know, obviously being in Tennessee, you know, stuff like that it didn't work out. But after sitting on my own, obviously my thoughts changed about it. We'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, seven point three. I got you. So. Basically, we had high numbers, but like not that, so high that it were like, oh, yeah. this is movie To me, protection. a 7.3 on a movie is a good, solid movie that yes. I'm happy that I went to the theater to saw or see, and um, I have no regrets of paying the money to see it in the theater. I love our scores, and I love how we're starting this, because the biggest problem I have was our society these days, especially on something that we like or dislike, we're either at the 10 or the 0. Mm-hmm. Seems like the middle scores and the middle people just are disappearing. It's just yeah, like I mean, you either love it and it's like the greatest thing I mean, ever. I definitely have those movies. I definitely have those movies where I've gone to the theater. I mean, and like instantly loved it. Instantly yeah. thought it was one of the best things. Like I'd go see it eighteen times. Like I've had those, and I've had movies where I walked out going, "Really wish I wouldn't spend that money on that movie." Yeah. Um. So, like, okay, I liked Force Awakens more than I liked Rogue One. I feel like I can only compare the new ones because I've seen those so many times, I guess. Right. And I don't really remember the older ones. But I liked Force Awakens more than I liked Rogue One. And I liked Last Jedi more than those two. Only a little bit more than Force Awakens because of how it looked. All right, all right, and... all right. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay go on. ahead. Just to save sanity's sake, mm-hmm. let's hold off. We were actually going to have to add another number to this because at the end... I want us to go through, and maybe not necessarily give our rankings for what we like as far as individual movies, per se. Okay. But maybe, like, you know, I liked, you know, episodes one through three better than, you know, four through six right. or stuff like that. We'll do that at the end. You come up with, yeah, your, yeah. Own, come up with now, your own ranking system for okay. it. I want to make one comment here. Is that I, I gave this score before we even started talking about these subjects. Now, some of these subjects we're going to talk about, like, I'm going to stand firm, like, on and give the good reasons why I either like or dislike, but uh, it's going to sound like, oh, I think this movie is the greatest once we start going through the actual different things because there were some big, huge moments that I loved, but I'm still giving the movie a seven and a half. Like, as I see online, there's like a lot of backlash. It's almost like I'm trying to stand up against the bully because we have these people that are making like well, stupid-ass we'll, comments. We'll, but we'll cover it. Yeah, I just want we'll people, all that. as I go through, I don't want people to think I think this is the greatest movie of all time, because, and you'll see that in my rankings. Yeah, well, see, to me... The reason why I'm glad we broke it down like this is because obviously this is a big movie, especially for for you know me and you. Uh, you know, there's some others that we're friends with that are really big in the Star Wars, and so obviously we want to do a podcast about it. But I feel like by breaking it down like this, we can actually you know break it down how we talk about how we want to you know discuss it. And for anyone that's listening, there's so many mixed reactions all over the place. You got people that loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I really haven't seen that many people that I that I've seen that went crazy over it. Yeah. I've seen more negative stuff than I've seen yeah, positive stuff. What you gonna see that more online? Yeah, you'll see the negativity. But hopefully, going through some of this stuff, we can make sense about mm-hmm. all of it. So let's move on to. I guess technically this would be uh, number two on our list here, which would be the first, the first battle first scene, as space a whole. battle that opens up the movie. Um. Obviously, the resistance has been discovered. The rebels have been kind of snuffed out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much get rolled up on on their base while they're trying to evacuate it and jump to hyperspace. But they get rolled up on by the Imperial Fleet, mm-hmm. the First Order. And uh, they bring in, if I'm not mistaken, a brand new ship to the game. 
It's really not a brand new ship. It's been around in Star Wars lore for a long time, but it's called a Dreadnought. What it basically is is like uh, the same thing as a, a Star Destroyer or a Super Star Destroyer, but it's like more heavy, it's heavily, more heavily armored, and it has like bigger guns. So, I did notice the bigger guns, but now I will tell you I had an issue with it. I thought the shit was badass. Whenever it pops Oh, it's beautiful. And the way that they do it, too, it works so freaking well. That's like, one of the coolest ships. I really would have, like in Force Awakens, I really wish they would have used a ship like this instead of having a Star Killer base. Now, I actually do uh, remember, um, yeah, that kind of bugged me, but we'll, we'll, do, we'll talk about that later. But I, I do actually remember seeing a chart where it was comparing ship sizes versus like uh, the Death Star and stuff like that. And I actually do, if I'm not mistaken, the Dreadnought was on there. Because it was like, because uh, what, what do they call them, regular destroyers or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you got Star Destroyers, and then you got Super Star Destroyers, and then you'll have something like the Dreadnought would be like probably next to size. Yeah, and then it was like Death Star. Right, and, and your Super Star Destroyers even, like, which the Dreadnought's bigger than, but not hugely bigger than, like, it looks like an ant compared to the Death Star. Yeah. You can see that in the original movies when they did a close-up, and you had, like, the Star Destroyers right next to the Death Star. It was like, they looked like small ships. Yeah, yeah. So that to me, the way that they do it, where he jumps out of hyper uh, hyperspace, and just all of a sudden he's there, cool ass entrance. But now here's my issue with the with the ship. Go ahead. It, for as big of a ship as it was, and as as big a guns it had on it, it's supposed to be this big bad thing. I kind of hated that the first time that it really kind of pops up in movie form. Within that first battle, it's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like Star Wars does that a lot. Across mm-hmm. all of their movies. Whenever something badass pops up, whatever that is is badass to me doesn't last and be badass long enough. So you felt like that happened too soon in the movie? Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, I get the point of it, uh, but to me, if something like that pops up, like, oh shit, it's fucking Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. And they were making a big deal about it, like, oh shit. We got a chance to destroy yeah, one, yeah. It should be badass for a little bit longer. I felt like this should have had one at least in Force Awakens. I guess, if they were going to, like, destroy it. It's one of those things, though, because of what they chose to use but, I mean, is the I'm, big thing. I guess. Yeah. But I'm, I'm fine with it popping up the way it did. I thought yeah. it was badass. But, it, like I said. That's it? Even if it would have waited until the end of the movie to get blown up. I'd have, I'd have at least yeah. been a little bit better with it. But I just hated that it pops up, and then it blows up. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Well, obviously, it wasn't that badass. Actually, I uh, haven't had anybody really bring that, like, part of that part up. I mean... Some people have may have issues with certain parts of that scene. Like a lot, so there's a lot of people coming out saying there's too much humor in the General Hux and Poe Dameron scene during that whole thing. The whole movie's like, had the humor yeah, in it. Like, yeah. that's the thing. They've all had humor yeah, in it. Yeah, all old Star Wars had humor in it. Now, I think maybe on that one section where it gets to where he's like, oh yeah, I got a message uh, from your mother. Like, I think that may have went too far, that one little section. But everything before where? that, like, whenever he's talking about it, because he's like General Hux and... Uh, and then General Hux goes over dramatic with this thing, which is supposed to happen. He's a, you know, well, I say imperial, but he's a first order officer, so they're going to be that way. And then he's like acting like he doesn't hear him, and then General Hux says another thing dramatic. Oh and yeah, he's like I didn't hear him. See that, that, that last part, part. I don't think they should have did that last part where he's like, "Well, I'm still holding. Uh, tell him I've got a message from Leia about his uh, mother." And then he gets like really super mad and, so, and okay, like says something yeah. else. Like that part, they probably could have cut that little last section of it out. And it would have been cool to me. But some people have problems with that part. But I'm like, man, there's all kinds of stupid humor in all Star Wars. Yeah. Like, but, um, but no, taking that out of there. Now, one thing I am going to say about this scene, like, and you've actually brought up something that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I may have would have played out better if that ship would have made it towards like the end of the movie and they were able to find some way to destroy it. 
at the end of the movie. And that would have been a cool thing. Uh, so I kind of agree with that, actually. But um, my biggest thing with that scene, man, I loved, for one, the I don't mind uh, Poe Dameron going around shooting the cannons because he is mm -hmm. a small ship. It's hard to focus on him and just one ship and blow, I think that, blow it up with okay. the service cannons. Uh, so I don't actually mind that part. I thought it was really, really cool. But then the TIE fighters come out and then you have what? the bombers show up. I thought it, I thought it had a good, that was a good way to show just how badass of a pilot he was. That's yeah, what I was, was thinking though. It was not so much that it was just one ship and they couldn't really fire at him because yeah. of how close and he was. And that part of it to me was cool. I like, thought it was more along the lines of how badass of a commander he was. The bombers showing up are really cool ships. And I, and, and I love the fact that TIE fighters did take some of them out. Because a lot of times in a lot of these movies where the TIE fighters are just in help. They're just blowing up. They're really not doing anything. So it's really cool to me that they actually took out a lot of these bombers. And then the last bombers there in that whole scene where Rose's sister is sitting there and she's trying to do the last bomber. Okay. I thought that All was... All right, I have an issue with this scene. I have an issue with this. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was like very well done and I thought it was cool how it showed the, the, the bay doors opening up and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was cool, but I have an issue with it. What you got? All right. And by the way, I just want to throw in too that can we all just agree that Poe Dameron's uh, X-wing is fucking the tightest like ship in the whole freaking thing. Ah uh, man, that silencer sexy, dude. That Kylo tie silencer is sexy. That is true. That is true. But no, <laughs> dude, Poe's uh, Poe's X-wing is is pretty sweet. Oh yeah, that's nice. And I love the fact that they actually added something to his ship, which is that extra boost when he flies in, when he that first flies tight. in to get to that the ship. Tight. That was pretty cool. That. But anyway, back to back to my bomber issue here. Okay, so and this this uh, kind of jumping forward uh, later, a little bit later in the movie. Well, actually, um, it was actually in the same scene, so it's cool to talk about this. So, if you notice, whenever the bay doors open and old girl falls down there uh, to the like the bottom of the bay doors, like she's literally right above the bay doors. Mm -hmm. The bay doors are open to open space. Mm -hmm. She has no mask on, no nothing, and she's still breathing. No, they didn't open until right before she... No, she had to press the button for them to open. That's yeah, right. I, yeah, no, yeah. but... But you're talking about after that she, part. Yeah. yeah, but after the bay doors yeah. open, and she falls down mm -hmm. to the thing... Now, she's already fell down to the thing now. Yeah. What we're talking about is she. the bay doors don't open she until opens she gets up the, the box. She opens up the bay door as soon as she gets out of the gunner seat. No. No, no, yes. no, no. That's no. what the button is. She the, has the button to, opens the button, the, the button releases the bomb. Which opens the doors. No. Yeah. No. If you go back and you watch it, I'm telling you. I mean, right? you may be right. She, like, steps out of the, she steps out of the thing and hits the thing on the right, and the bay doors open up. No, the bay doors... she looks up, and she sees that they're all armed, because whenever you open up the bay doors... All the bombs turn on, but they're not going to fall until that button gets hit. No, That's yeah, whenever yeah. she climbs up there, it gets the, the no. button. No, no, no. Look at that because that no, actually technically, listen. you're right. If that's the case, then you're right. You got no. a good point. She climbs up there and notices the guy who controls all that is, is dead or whatever. And then she sees the controller and then she falls. And, yes. But when she hits the button, the doors open and the. No, they well, fall. no. I actually kind of. I, I may like, like I watch it again. Yeah, I may be. Because I had this issue the first night I watched it, and I paid attention to it again tonight because I was like, "This bugs the shit out of me." All right, guys, and it's because if, of another little part. If you know the if you know the answer to this, comment on our. Uh, oh, you can comment on, on anything. You can comment on this. And you can either agree with you can either. That's one thing I haven't paid. I've seen it three times. I swear though, I didn't think the door was open until I hit the button. I'm saying I've seen it three times, but I've never tried to pay attention to that part. Because if you if you pay attention to it in the part 
where Poe gets on there and he's like, hey, you're ba- open up your bay doors and drop the bombs. What are you waiting on? She turns her gunner seat sideways and looks at the underneath part of the ship and she mm-hmm. sees that the doors are closed. Right. And so that's whenever she gets out of her gunner seat and comes up and hits the button to open up the bay doors. And then she looks up and she sees the uh, you might be right. The thing up there. Yeah. And I mean, so that's when she climbs up there to, to try to get the. And the I'm gonna thing. be honest with you, there is a the lot of there's a lot of like people trying to put a plot hole here and there that I've actually debunked like really super easy. But now, if you're right, if that happens, that is something that's oh. not explained because they never said there was like a shield. Because a lot of times you have an open area in one of those ships, and the thing that reason why they doesn't they don't get sucked into space or whatever is because that shield's blocking it. But could they be. don't have a shield, and, and that back. could that could be it. Right, that could be it. It could be that I mean, simple. That's, that's simple it, even if it is a mistake, know, that's man. what they could it's try to say. It's just one of those things that pet peeves me. And the reason why it does, and I'm going to play the devil's advocate on a lot of these issues. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Up because I want to be able to pull up or bring up things that people are going to complain about so we can talk about them. Because to me, that's just Actually, funny. that's the most legit thing I've heard. Like, if that's true, like I said, I'm, I'm, I have never really paid attention to it. It, it was like a small It wouldn't bother me as bad if whenever the ship gets blown up, with Leia on it, mm-hmm. if Leia wouldn't have got sucked out so quick. Right. But whenever you have that scene to where Leia doesn't, you know, really get hit by the blast, the blast just opens up their ship to space and mm-hmm. she gets sucked out real quick. Just like uh, anything on an airplane. Yeah. It just yeah. And just like it would out, yeah. in real life if you were in that situation, like you'd get sucked out in the open, the open vacuum of space. And so. You can't have those two scenes to me in the same opening scene, like those two different things happen so differently with open space, and they're all within the same scene. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with you 100. percent Like, uh, like I said, that's a detail I didn't really pay attention to. Now it's like I didn't think about the whole, you know, opening. It's kind of like the open doors that they have to the uh, for so their ships can fly. Yeah, in, so but they have a shield fly. thing out there to keep. But you can space see out. it though. Yeah, exactly. So I agree with that. So, who um, knows? I could be wrong. Maybe that's, you know, something that's like, maybe I'm looking too far deep into that, but it just kind of irked me a little bit. And no, it makes sense. I'll bring up another point with this whole scene, too. Like, so we're going ahead and covering this first little area of the movie. Uh, the whole, when the whole thing happens and then they get away, right? After they all, after the bombing scene happens and they get away and they leave. And then at first Snoke's mad because he doesn't understand General Hux's game plan to the fullest extent. So he's mad he does the call, right? A lot of people try to say, oh, man, they just made General Hux look like a, you know, look like a dummy to a certain point. But, man, you can't complain. Look, if you like the original movies, now, if you just like the new ones or whatever, then that's fine. But you cannot complain about how they made General Hux look when you go through A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and even Return of the Jedi when you have Darth Vader making every general... Every imperial general looked like a putz. Well, like, you, you oh, I accept your policy and like chokes them down to death, like chokes them to death. I like the and dy- then puts another guy there. I like the dynamic of of having that strong willed like general because he's basically playing a new age, uh, uh, Moff Tark. Right, but see that they're trying to say, well, like he's a strong willed guy. Like, why are you trying to make him look like a putz? But I'm sorry, but that's what they did in the original movies. Like, every time one of them made a mistake, it was like a running joke that Darth Vader just choked him to death and then put another guy. You had the guy with the big lump in his throat because he was the next in command because he didn't want to be the leader because he didn't want to get choked to death actually, by Darth Vader. I actually read something that kind of went into more detail, and you may know more about this, but actually his character, uh, the reason why he's in the position that he's in is because actually it was like his family that was like 
Uh, his father was like a general in the uh, before that was really the first order. Rex Brath, the guy from the Aftermath books, he's like the big bad guy in those three in that trilogy of books that was written like around the time of Force Awakens. Uh, Hux was a whiny brat kid, and his dad was like a general, and that's the only reason why he had anything. But doesn't he kill his dad? No, they well maybe in one of the other stories I didn't pay attention to, but in the Aftermath books, it just talked about him when he was a little kid. And Rexler, the guy who was like the big bad, the the leader of the, what would turn into the First Order at the time, kind of put him in charge of the other kids there on the planet Jakku that they had. Yeah. And that's the starting of training of the actual like First Order uh, stormtroopers and stuff like that. Okay. So like you had this dude that was a whiny little brat that got power. And guess what? Whiny little brats that get power, they're going to act like General Hooks. They're going to be real <laughs> oh, snarky. Oh, yeah, no. He, stuff. Plays, he plays the part Joffrey. really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's like a Joffrey. He is. He's like a, 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 a go to the Game of Thrones. He's like a, he's like but, a Joffrey put into. But the whole thing was he basically grew up the way that you're talking about, and he's a pretty ruthless, like fanatic for their their goals. Yes, because somebody like, he used to get picked on and bullied, hmm. and then he became like the leader. And because they gave him that power, he's always like just one hundred percent loyal to that. Yeah, and so like that's what he's fanatic about. And to me, he plays up the role really well. You don't want a guy that's just serious the whole time and plays up an exact replica of Moff Tarkin. No, yeah, like, I, I like the fact that he's a little different. And like I said, they they explain him being that way as a kid. So like now that he's grown up, think about it like a, a cop that gets like a cop that got was a kid that got picked on in, in real life, got picked on in school. Yeah, and then they get power as a cop, and then they go around like an asshole. That's kind of like the same thing. Where is this from? About like his past? Uh, the book Aftermath, the, the last books? book of the okay. trilogy, the last book of the last book of the Aftermath trilogy. He so, actually he actually got a little bit of power there as a okay. kid. And then, like, I think in Bloodline, which I haven't read yet, uh, Bloodline, I think it's more of a backstory for how the First Order's kind of coming around and how they're getting their money. I think he's got, like, a little bit of a role in that. But we, we won't get into that. We need another that. beer, Kobe. I got you, bro. My red stripe is out. But that's uh, the, the, the first battle section. Uh, and that whole scene, do you want to go ahead and include in this section, like, the part where? Because technically it's all... Drop this one. Like, Appreciate it. one thing about this movie that they probably took a big gamble on was the fact that, it, except if you take the the, the Ray and uh, Luke part out of this movie, the actual whole movie spans within a matter of, like, 16 hours. Because they talk about how much fuel they got left, and they only have this much time. Well, that was definitely one of the big things that was talked about with this movie, how, you know, a lot of the other movies, there's a big chunk of time period this past between... Right. Um... And there was a little bit of a time that had passed from, you know, uh, The Force Awakens. But not But not, not as big as it has been in previous movies. I mean, you're talking about years going by and gaps right. in previous well, movies. Well, the Luke and Ray stuff is to technically at the very end of The Force Awakens, like the very end of that, and it runs. So, like... The gap say, between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, maybe months. Right. Maybe. So, you only get, like, a couple of weeks or whatever, or maybe even a month or so... With Ray and Luke together, and then this first battle scene yeah, that we just yeah, talked yeah. about happens. So that now, was this that first was battle scene. Thing. The most of the movie from the battle scene on, besides the Luke and Ray stuff showing us what happened while she was trying to get Luke to come, you know, that whole thing was like sixteen hours of real life time. Like, I was gonna say I heard this was all within like a week from like Force Awakens all the way to like, and it could be today like, because it's only yeah, a few days no, or so. No reference to time. I didn't yeah. realize it was so like sudden. I guess. Yeah, which I, I mean, I guess if you think about where the the but uh, in this part because I didn't actually we don't have the actually this is a bullet point real quick in this part you want to go ahead because of the fact that this battle scene happens 
like even though it cuts to a different part, we can actually go ahead and talk about the layup part that you were just talking about. Yeah, and we're still technically it. all in that first. Because uh, for one, I want to say the tie fighters and and, and and whenever Kylo gets in his tie silencer, man, oh man, that was badass. You got to see some imperial ships come in and they start. Well, they see they performing a pope. You get like he's pope, but on the other side, man, because he comes in there. I didn't yeah. expect him to be that badass yeah. of a pilot. Man. Right, exactly. He runs through yeah, the he, ship and then blows up the black one. You got to think about how badass ship. of a pilot uh, Anakin was. How oh, yeah. badass Luke was. Han Han was, and he's got both the bloodlines of yeah. Skywalker and and Han. And so he so just goes in natural. There. Right, he goes in there. He rocks it up out, and then of course. You have this, the part where he actually, you no, know, he, he flies by the bay, and when he does, you know, he senses his mom. His mom senses him, and then he's coming back in for the run to actually destroy the bridge they're they're on. And you have the scene where you see in the the uh, trailers where he's about to possibly shoot his mom down. Yeah, we see that he doesn't choose it. Like killing his mom was just that was almost too much. Yeah, killing his mom, man, was just like it was too much for him. Like he could kill his dad, man, but it's like he couldn't do it to Leia. And then the other two guys that he had with him that was kind of like his little bodyguards while they were doing their mission comes in and torpedoes it anyway. Um, so let's, let's, let's talk about this scene with Leia getting sucked out in space and then using force to come back into the ship. Now, I'll go ahead and say I've already seen stuff people complain about. You know, how does she have the force? Well, obviously, if you're asking that question, you don't pay too much attention because no. she's. it's always been kind of like a known thing that, because even Yoda said there is another, yeah. like in, in uh, whatever she's, movie She's that used was. the I force mean, even in Empire Strikes Back when she uh, feels Luke's presence and yeah. they go back and pick him up. They've, they've shown it and hinted it. I mean, no, she's never like used the force to levitate anything or stuff like that. But I guess just because she hasn't ever used the force... Physically really at all, it's like where the fuck did that come? from? She's never from? been on film physically using it, but this is what I want to say. This is uh, I get like, I, I see y'all's okay. two points, but I'll, not, I'll tell you this: this is how I explain it. My hold on, hold on. My other thing is what Zach was mentioning earlier with the uh, old girl from the um, the bomber. Like, if that was true, with the doors being open, how does she survive in space? Well, now she got you know what I mean? anyway, so it really didn't matter. No, yeah, yeah, I like, know that, but like you know, you've seen space movies right. with humans and all this shit. How does their body not right. like well, burn through, the you know, something like that? Here goes the deal. Well, the thing is, no one really knows because no one's really experimented with what actually would happen. Yeah. They just have a good estimate of what would happen. Right. Well, but here goes the thing. That could be passed off. Like the fact that she pulled herself back to the ship, I could see people just kind of overlooking that and not being... The pulling yourself back to the ship is the least amount of anybody's worries because if we use real-life physics here, if I had my cell phone floating in space and the tiniest particle hits it and makes it go this way yeah, because yeah, of the yeah. vacuum of space, it's yeah. my phone will go this way forever yeah. with just the tiniest bit of motion. Yeah. So, like, her going back to the ship part is, like, the, the the one thing nobody should even bring but I up. Think, I think we all agree the look of it though the way they shot. Oh yeah, it, that, that's what I was about to say. Silly. I understand the execution of this and people not liking it because personally, like we talked about, like right afterwards, I would have loved it if the the bridge gets exploded and everybody's being sucked out and then Leia's even getting sucked out. But as right before she goes out into total space, she uses the force to pull herself to the door. I would have always saved yeah. your life. Like, yeah. that would have been cool. And then, to me, the way that you do that, it, it would have been a whole looked a whole lot better. I understand they were trying to play it up to be this dramatic thing, and I guess that was their way of making it more dramatic. Right. But 
to me, it would have looked a lot better, and you would have cut out a lot of that criticism if you'd have done what you're talking about. Yep. And then, don't show her coming back to the door. Cut away to them coming up in the hallway, and then all of a sudden, she's at the door when they get there. Yeah. I mean, that could have been cool. Cut Because this is just the, an awkward yeah. mo- movement. The, ex- the execution of it, because a lot of it's people... It's very like, Mary Poppins. I, yeah, I've heard I've heard somebody like in the middle of the theater at one of the first shows was like, she Mary Poppins, bitch. Like, and everybody <laughs> laughing. Because that's what she looked like. Or she looked like the Wicked Witch of the West flying on the broom. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the execution part that I don't like, and I understand people's criticisms. But whenever you talk about Leia and the Force, like your criticism, I shut the door there. She's always had the Force. She's always used it. And another thing I like to bring up is, like, we've always had the even old EU canon. So, like, if you're a fan of the EU, you can't even hate this because there's always times where people built, like, a Force field around them with the Force. It's a universe for all you normal people Yeah, exactly. So, like... When when she are they use force fields all the time, so like it's not even a big stretch. The thing is, to me, this is how I put it. This is how I process it. I didn't like the way it looked, but I was okay with what actually happened. It. A lot of people's like, oh man, how she buy the vacuum space, dude? Like she's powerful in the force. She just never used it, yeah. and like people will try to say anything, but look at it. It's like an animal in our natural habitat. Like whenever they get in real danger, they do things that like they normally don't do. In this act of like, like life or death, they yeah, can do you, these and you things. You still have to think about it too. Obviously, you know she's force sensitive, so she has the capabilities right. uh, of the force. And her not, life, and, and she's not just some average Joe that had the force. Right. She's also a Skywalker. She's yes. just she's the same bloodline as equal as yes. Luke is. And well, her she was about the it was life or death. Her body just kind of took over at that point, like yeah, and, and like automatically did something to preserve her life. Like, that makes I get a lot that of 100%. sense. Yeah, like because she was knocked out. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so like yeah. her body yeah. just kind of takes it's over. Like a subconscious thing. Right, exactly. Okay. And and she just like uses the force to do her thing. Like, so you, do you think it's not even so much of a? Do you think that? Okay. If you come up to me and you tell me you don't like the scene, it was her natural instincts kicking in more yes. than anything that she's ever used before. In the yes, past. exactly. Yeah, got you. The actual thing okay. that happened—I'm with you. The thing that happened on the screen, the actual like progression of it—I yeah. didn't mind that part. I didn't like the way it was shot. Yeah, I didn't like the way it looked, and it's just because to me it just looked awkward. I know why they did it, but to me, it's there's, also, there's better ways to do it. Look, yeah, I don't I mean, hate this too. because it's the old Leia theme. Most people that watch the movie don't pick that out. But it's the old Leia theme. An old Leia theme is like a really slow, like kind of emotional song. They probably should have just not played that theme and played like one of the more upbeat things where she's doing it too. Because it also kind of feeds into the fact that it's like, you know, Leia's theme is really soft and really slow. And then she's slowly floating to the thing. I think it all, like, like I said, the execution of that, if you have problems with that, I'm cool with that. You can say I hate that part because of that. But don't say you hate that part because of what happened. All right, well, here's another question I have about this. And we got to keep moving because we spent way too much time on the first scene here. But uh, I will say my biggest kind of thing with that was I thought that that was going to be their way of sending Carrie Fisher out. Me too. I really did. Or at least, like, you know, have her unconscious throughout yes. the whole thing. And, you know, then she eventually dies or and something. I mean, I don't really know how you do it now because just, you're either going to do you're it. You're going to have to CGI. CGI, it. body double, whatever there's three, it is. Yeah. There's three, thing, three ways they'll do this. I already said they weren't going to do CGI. So they're either going to recast, which I think is, like, really kind of scary to do because of the fact that some people's not going to like it. Although I'm opposite. I actually think, why would we tell Carrie? Like, if Carrie Fisher was here and say she was just deathly sick, and she just couldn't do the movie, like, because she couldn't physically do it. She would say, 
no, you go out and get somebody and finish this up for me because I want Princess Leia's story to get finished. I like I, I think I, they would kill her off either way. Well, I, okay, this is what I think. The second thing is going to be the opening okay, crawl, opening crawl of the, uh, of the movie, like of the next one. She'll die because they're going to pass time on this. It's going to be a two or three year gap between movies as far as Star Wars time. I don't, there's no way in the world that they pass up the opportunity to kill Carrie Fisher or ki- kill off Leia because Carrie Fisher died on screen and just mention just have it as a mention yeah. in the scroll. There's no way. Well, here goes that. the thing. This is something that I would be really super cool with, and it do, it kills all the controversy with all the other stuff. Like next movie, you have Ray training maybe some Force users because she's got the old books, but she's training some users, and then she says like I gotta go, I gotta go take care of something, and she leaves on the Millennium Falcon or whatever, and shows up at this place, and she actually is leaving because of the fact that they're doing Carrie Fisher's, like they're actually doing Princess Leia's funeral, like. Because she's look, we see in this movie you know she's what? old. I could, I could, I could get behind yeah. that. We now see, we see the, we see this movie and she's old. Like she's feeble. Like she's always walking with a cane. She's like never walking make around. It, I think I feel like you got to make it a big thing. It's though. gonna be yeah. It's gonna just, be like an old age thing. And if you do a, a respectful, like really cool, like funeral scene with her because she just died peacefully of old age because that's just what everybody does yeah. eventually. And you can tell, like I said, she just got she almost got killed by the space thing. She's and she's still kind of healing from that, but the whole movie she walked around with a cane and she was slow, like you you could tell like that looks like, oh that looks like some Maya's yeah. grandma that might be on the I, way. I, th- I would be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you saw how Luke died, I guess, basically entering so, into the forest. Yeah, so I mean, I guess she could do that too. Technically, I mean, well, just out of old age, she just don't have the no, energy so, to keep going. I the thing is, though, just because you it have made the sense to... for her to leave the way she did, and, and, and she did in this movie set up Poe to be the leader. That's the whole point yeah, of Poe's yeah, story yeah. in this movie is for him to grow up to be an actual leader and not just this guy. It's... But we can jump up to uh, the third thing on our list, which is Luke and Ray. Luke, like Luke their, their Ray section of the story. They're, well, just basically their whole dynamic, the whole movie. Which I thought they played off of each other a lot better in this one than they did the first one. Because the main thing is you really needed to give Ray... I think the biggest thing in this movie they were trying to do was give Ray a bigger reason and kind of make you understand why she would hate, hate, uh, you know, uh, what's his face? Kylo. Yeah, uh, Kylo. I think you, you, they needed to figure out a way to make, um, her that involved with him. Like to me in the, in the force awakens, there wasn't enough conviction for her to be following down that path. So hardcore, like, without something else going. And so I thought with the way that her and Luke were, I felt like was a good way. I know that I read a thing to where like, uh, Mark Hamill definitely wasn't real crazy about the way that Luke got portrayed. And then uh, seen the movie. And, and like, then saw it and he realized that, you know, that, that was the way it had to be. And this one? And yeah. Okay. And, um, cause originally he thought he was going to get more speaking lines in the force awakens. And then right. he shows up and then and it's then, like, yeah. Literally just one little thing. Not even a line. Well, right? in yeah. this Luke and Ray situation there, we could talk about when they first meet, which is actually the begin- last part of Force Awakens. The new I loved Luke how it was. Movie. Look, man, a lot of people are like, oh, man, Luke would do that. Why would he just throw the lightsaber over his shoulder? Man, the whole point of his character in Get this him. movie was that Jedis must end he because they're get full away of themselves. The yes, they're full of themselves and everything else. Like, I didn't so mind yeah, him, I didn't mind him throwing the lightsaber. I did think it was shot kind of stupid. 
like the way that the music kind of ends and it just sets you up. You know something's coming. Like right, they well, made I knew, it more no, I knew as soon as yeah. yeah, I saw it happening that way. It was Definitely, a little yeah. too. Com- it was such a weird. It goes from being super serious and epic to like a comedy skit for a second. Do you and think uh, it was just kind of awkward? Uh, do you like think, a lot of people would have said they throw it to the side or something like that no, instead of over your shoulder. I, I loved different. how it was done. Right. Do you think it had to do with how like? how many memes were made about the whole, like, her giving him the lightsaber thing, and they were just like, fuck it, we'll just make it funny. I, uh, I think I think that may have came into the way when they were shooting it. They probably like, had different shots where they just threw it to the side or I thought it was hilarious. Like I, don't think, I, I really it. don't think that had anything to do with it because, if anything, this movie was proof that he wanted to make a movie that obviously people would like and people would, you know, want to see the story develop, but he definitely did not worry about what people wanted to see. In now, I am going to say, a lot of people try to say Ryan Johnson just threw a finger. Like, moments like this is like Ryan Johnson throwing a finger to the fanboys. No, this ain't happening. Because he actually wrote this script and everything, the thing that they went on with the movie. He wrote it while The Force Awakens was still being finished. So, like, he, he personally had, didn't he know. He basically had the script. Yeah, he too. didn't know. He didn't know, like, all this stuff was going to happen. Um, you try that? Try that. But all, all this stuff was going to happen, uh, you know, when he was actually writing the script. So, no, it wasn't. It turned out that a lot of people were trying to make it that way. But I was okay with the, him throwing it over his shoulder because it was basically like, look, man, like, I'm here because I don't want none of this. Like, and, yeah, it kind of felt comedy. So, I kind of could get, like, if you feel like it was too much comedy, like, I feel like. The, it was just a weird, like, quick right turn to me. Yeah. And it was like. That wasn't the place for that one. Would it have been cool if he'd have just thrown it to the side? Like, more, uh, not, because that wouldn't have been more comedic. If he would have just dropped it. Maybe, maybe so, if it was a little bit less comedic. The way he did it just made, it turned it into more comedy. And I, I get was that. Like, I was like, it's just a weird twist right there. See, but, but here goes. That's me being picky. Yeah, though. but here, go, well, here goes the thing, is I agree with that, and I'm cool with you being not cool with that part. Like, and I'm cool with anybody else not being cool with that part. But it's the people that well, come at me and go, here. yeah, well, it's the people that come at me with the whole like this isn't what Luke would do. No, I'm sorry, but well, I man, mean, even Mark Hamill Luke, in the in the videos things I was talking about that I watched, even Mark Hamill was saying that like him and that Ryan Johnson guy butted heads whenever they were like shooting the film, yeah. especially whenever he first read the script because he you know Mark Hamill's whole thing was like Luke wouldn't do this, Luke wouldn't be this, Luke would be the always like ultimate optimistic person that would want to be there helping and doing what he could to the last part of that. I agree with, uh, but thirty years, man, of shit. Like he tried to start it back over. That's he what thought I mean. he was doing the right in, thing. In yeah. the end, Mark Hamill watched the movie, and he even said on the that interview that I watched that, you know, in the end, he realized that you know, first of all, it wasn't the George Lucas Star Wars that everybody was wanting was to be. To oh, I thought you were like, going to finish it. It was one of those things. It, his character had to be that way for the end to make sense the way that it did. I thought. I also thought in this part of the movie where the, the training sequence was, is like Luke finally said, okay, because I'm telling you, oh yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the R2 scene. R2 kind of waking up, rolling over there to him, getting on his case about like you need to start helping out instead of just being here. And then him like, look, I wish I could explain it to you. And then he shows the old, and R2 does the ultimate low blow. Shows the old scene of Carrie Fisher of Prince, as Princess Leia. Yeah. Doing the message to Obi Wan, yeah, and that 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 hit me in the heart, man. I was like, oh man, that's kind of that is a low blow. That was, good. and then that does change his mind, but he doesn't just go one hundred percent changing his mind to the fact of, oh, I'm going to train you into being a real Jedi. He says at that point, 
Like I thought this was like a really realistic take on it. I'm going to train. I'm going to show you three lessons of the Jedi. And those three lessons are going to basically show you why the Jedi should end. Yeah. Like he's like, I'll teach you. Well, okay. Is And this basically to me sums up the whole, thank you for that. It's a good part. But to me, this sums up the whole Luke and Ray thing. I'm glad that they didn't, even if in, I'm glad that there wasn't like a point to where he's like, no, I'm not going to train you. No, I'm not going to train you, blah, blah, blah. And then something happens and he's like, okay, I'll train you. Yeah. And then you go on this like Rocky-esque like, yeah, exactly. training sequence thing. Yeah. I did not want that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because that would have been so played out and just so predictable. It's like, I'm glad they didn't do that. Right. And but at the same time, I will say this. I wish there would have been maybe one other thing that maybe you could have said that Ray learned from Luke. Yeah. Now, the one cool thing about this is, is people like kind of forgot about, and maybe he did kind of teach her it, but like didn't actually say it. You know, he said three lessons. He only taught her two. He taught her the one where she could reach out and feel the force because of the whole joke about the little, that was so funny to me, man. That's like one of the funniest things that in Star Wars. That, that whole like, good. oh, I feel it. Oh, I feel it. You <laughs> must be so strong with the force. <laughs> this is like, oh, it slaps around with that leaf thing. That was hilarious. That yeah, was good. But, uh, I did enjoy that. So, you ha- so you had that, and then you had, uh, like, but he taught her that lesson, and then he taught her the lesson of, van- that was the vanity of, uh, he taught her the lesson of the vanity. Then he taught her the lessons of the failures of the Jedi. Like, because, he was showing her some stuff, and then they had to talk about like the whole flashback scene with uh, Kylo, and then he's talking about the whole failures, how they let Sidious come back. I thought it was a really cool callback to the prequels, how Sidious took over and just basically like wiped everything out, and then a Jedi was the one that actually trained Darth Vader. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, but he never got to the third one, which is pretty interesting on like speculating what that could have been. Yeah, I mean... I just thought that that was the, the biggest takeaway from that whole thing. I was glad they didn't do the montage of her training. She's kind of training on her own, like with the rock with some like Rocky music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, running I'm, up the stairs. Like the I'm glad there was none of that. And but the, the, basically, the the best part to me was obviously whenever she finally cuts through the rock, and this kind of leads into our number four thing we have written down. But she slices through the rock and it comes down and it winds up breaking the little cart, nun, <laughs> little nun lady's cart, and you can tell it is like this bitch. <laughs> but that kind of brings in number four, which we had written down, which was new characters. I have one last little short thing about the Luke and Ray thing. I had a lot of people just come back and say, oh, Luke, Luke is like, Ray so powerful, like, she bested Luke. Like, no, she didn't. Rewatch the movie. No. Like, whenever she comes out, the one of the last things she does, like, before she leaves the island, him and her, because... The Kylo, which we're going to talk about in a second, but anyway, skip that part and go to their little mini battle they had, where he had, she had the staff at first, and then he ended up pulling something. Well, she came up behind him and hit him back of the head, and then he kind of like turned around, and then they stood back up and started having like a little mini battle. Well, he pulls that one thing to him that he can uh, defend himself with. Like he dodges every one of her hits. He slaps her on the shoulder and kind of does that old school samurai like I just punch you out, kind of like stood back, and then she comes at him again. And she, like, he disarms her, throws it away, and then that's whenever she uses the force for the lightsaber. Well, now you got a lightsaber, right? So, like, no matter what he has, you're going to cut through. So, like, he has no defense at that time. He doesn't have a lightsaber to defend himself with. So he kind of falls back, and then he even uses the force so he doesn't even hit the ground. Yeah. Like, 
he dominated her in that. She just got the better weapon at the very end of it. Oh, yeah. So it looks like she's standing over him and everything yeah, else. Yeah, I not really think too much about that. Yeah. Really. But a lot of people was like, oh, man, Ray's so powerful in the four. She bested Luke. She did not best Luke. Go back no, and watch the movie. Not, we didn't I watch don't the think anyone movie. could best Luke. Nah. So we can go on to number four here, little quick bits about the new characters. Well, I mean, just a quick little rundown of what you thought of some of the new characters. And we'll start out with the kind of more insignificant ones first and move our way up the, the chain here. But uh, I did think it was kind of funny and comedic how they did with the little fish nun chicks or whatever. Um, I thought they maybe could have done maybe like one more like scene. It's kind of like what you were talking about with the whole like, it'd been funny if they had seen like middle of the night, all of them trying to like maybe get some revenge on Ray or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, quick little actual factual history. The island's like off of Ireland. And if you didn't know the caretakers, they kind of represent what used to happen back in the olden days. There used to be a religious thing there. And nuns actually stay there at all times, caretaking the island. They don't do it anymore. You can actually go and visit this island because it has some old like relics and stuff there. The, of course, the nuns aren't there anymore. But that's actually Star Wars playing the homage to real life things that happen on Earth, like actually. Here. Well, that kind of plays into the next little part, uh, or the next little character, and that was obviously what I originally thought was basically just another marketing ploy by Disney to sell a shit ton of products because. This, they could put this on anything and it's going to wind up selling, but the Porgs. And those are the little, and obviously you have a little Porg pop pop thing over here. Porg. <laughs> Dude. Like, but, hold on, there's a thing yeah. to these though. And I didn't realize this. It's like the new BB-8 in this film. Well, pretty much, but they, but I, I figured out there's a reason to this, or at least I was, I read there was a reason. Um, supposedly, this island that they shot all this on had a just it was just covered it's actually like a national sanctuary uh for puffin penguins and there are literally puffin penguins all over this island and, oh, crazy and they couldn't remove them like it's actually illegal for them to try to move them and it was impossible for them to shoot the scenes without, without a minute so they kind of replaced so them. They well, had, that's cool they as had, hell they had two choices it was either go back and spend all the time having to digitally take them out or play into it and, and replace them and, with something else. Because if you notice, there's like a scene. I, I try to pay a little bit more attention. There's the scene where uh, they're going up the steps, and you kind of see some of those little things, but they're kind of off in the distance, so you're not getting a close up of them. Right. And they actually look a lot more like penguins far away. Yeah. Than they do whenever. They're no, I mean close. I agree. That's actually really cool. And so that supposedly is how they, you know, Came what about. made them come up with the porg. But now I will tell you this. That was the damn, like, as far as marketing goes, one of the absolute best moves you could have made. I thought they were cute. Because, yeah, and, I mean, me bringing Amanda to the movie. Obviously, she's not super huge, you know. Oh, uh, she loves him, my Star bet. Wars nerd. But, I mean, she was, like, literally physically excited whenever, especially the scene where... Uh, Say it. Chewie's in the... Yes, uh, the campfire. Well, Chewie's in the campfire. That one that one was good. Okay. That was a good setup. But... The biggest one, the biggest reaction with the Porg, or one of the Porgs, was where Chewie's in the Millennium Falcon, and, okay. they're, and they're taking off, and all of a sudden it, you know, they scrolls scream. up. Yeah, and you got the Porg that's in the front. Well, Chewie's, like, screaming yeah. with his, like, Chewie growl, yeah. and, and then, then the Porg's the like, Porg So, yeah. dude. No, I love the part with Chewie at the campfire, and he's, like, about to eat a Porg, and then yeah. he roasts it. And then the porg's just looking at him, like, that was so sad. That was and he's like, he's still going to do it, then he looks at another one, it's so sad, it's like, 
damn it, I can't even eat a fucking thing because these porgs. <laughs> I loved it, man. There wasn't a point point in this movie to where like, I laughed at them and then thought they shouldn't have been here. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Were, Some, it was like, fine. I thought it was cute. It was funny. They definitely um, weren't a Jar Jar Binks stepping no. in bonking like, food. So many it. people are yeah. hating on the porgs. I'm like, dude, there was just like a small character that was human. Even if it did, like yeah, a right. minute and a half. I love them. Take, take, yeah. out, take out the whole story with the puffins and penguins thing. Even if they just threw it in there, just to throw it in there. Like, it, as far as a marketing ploy goes, it was perfect. Because it wasn't in there enough to annoy you. But it was in there just enough for people to go crazy and buy Porg everything. Right. And that's the goal. I would say Baby Groot and the Guardians of the Galaxy bothered me more because of how much time they spent with him than these Porgs did. So, like... Well, that was a little bit different. He was a major character. Right. But, I thought it... That didn't bother me none. I thought it was pretty well done. Um... But anyway, we'll move on to some other new characters. Holdo, the purple-haired chick. Most Holdo. people don't know that by the name. Which, all right, am I wrong? Is that not Carrie Fisher's real-life daughter? Uh, no, not her. Oh, actually, Carrie no, Fisher's daughter. Was... Carrie Fisher's daughter, I think, is the person that you thought was like trying to get Pose D. The okay, because I knew I she think was that's in Carrie the... Fisher's daughter. Okay, because I knew she was in the movie. Yeah. Carrie Fisher's daughter, if I'm not mistaken, is the girl that you were trying to say, trying to get Pose D. She was always like, she helping was trying to, get, out. She yeah. was trying to get Pose D. She was over there <laughs> giving that little wink. But Holdo, uh, she is a big character if people wanted to find out in the New Princess Leia, uh, the New World Princess Leia book. It basically goes back to them did it, being friends they and trying to go up together. together didn't yes, they? exactly. So, so that's why there's not a plot hole. Some people try to pull up a plot hole like, how does she know what Leia probably would have done? No, because they grew up together. They kind of think alike. They've always been together throughout this whole yeah. story. Like, through the years, after Return of the Jedi, even before then, they got hooked up whenever she was going through, Leia was in uh, on Alderaan, and went to basically what we would call, like, a, uh, what you want to call, like, government meetings they do in schools, like, where they take them and they, she teach them how the government runs and yeah. stuff. That's kind of what Leia and this girl got hooked up into. And but, I have a, I have a big, I didn't mind her character. I thought her character was fine. Uh, she definitely had some pretty, you know, good, spots in the movie but I do have a major one of the biggest plot holes in the entire movie and one of my biggest issues with the story in general has to do with her but I'll wait until the end where we get to our plot holes to discuss it All right. but just throwing it out there to me it had nothing necessarily to do with her character per se it's just something that I happened know with her, with her character. so um, any, anyway but uh, you got Rose I thought Rose's character, the way they played off it, a lot of people did not like, I've, I've read a lot of negative stuff about, not necessarily her character, but uh, the whole like side story where they go off to find uh, one of the other guys we're going to talk about here in a second, but mm -hmm. like, they a lot of people did not care for that whole kind of side story with right. her and Finn. Me personally, who and Finn? Rose and Finn. Oh, Rose and Finn. I mean, but now, the to whole me, Canto bite. Me, oh, me personally, I, I like Rose's character. Um, I thought that she, the girl played it really well, mm -hmm. and they needed another kind of girl in there. I, th I think a younger girl in there. Yeah. So to me, that played up really well. I want to. Um, I do want to say one thing really quick about her, and then you can go and finish up. Uh, the people that are on the internet talking about, oh, why do we got to have another Asian girl in the cast? And stuff like that, throwing out these racist hit comments, basically. Like, they went on Wikipedia and tried to change her name to, like, Ching Chang Wanna Bing Bang or something like that. Some stupid crap, because on Wikipedia, anybody can go in there and change stuff. Yeah. Like, man, you know what? To you guys, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, that was just dumb. I mean, to me, it's 
I thought she played a really good part. Now, the one thing I did have an issue with was I felt like they should have done... It was just kind of awkward, the fact that she goes from literally her job in the Resistance is to guard the escape patches and make no, sure... No, that, that, that actually isn't her job. She was just happens to be working close by there. She's an actual engineer. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that makes more sense. It just seemed weird to me. She just happened to be looking from, by, working by the escape pods and yeah. seeing these people well, trying she, to leave. I, I, thought said whole, that, I thought her whole job was protecting the, the no, pods at that moment. No, her, she, she's an engineer on the ship that works in that area, and she just happened to be there. Like, and see, that's why she built her own well, little taser thing. She okay, well, then, I, then I'll say why this did, then. Why I'll did she this. say that she already, like, had to shock three people? That because people were just keep coming by there. And okay. She was I'll, upset I'll give you that. So, then I would say, flash forward to the scene to where they're taking all those little desert riders, or whatever they called them. Uh, they were, like, broken down pieces of crap. Why would she have been one of the pilots of that? In that moment. Now, no, you might have a legitimate thing with that. I mean, we we don't know her old backstory. Maybe she flew. Now, obviously, stuff, the, the the part she played in that it makes sense for her to be a pilot so she could do what she did. Right. Exactly. However, it just seems like a little kind of a weird thing where she goes from maybe she's just an engineer. engineer. Yeah, yeah. I get that. All of a sudden, now she's like a pilot with all like a fighter pilot with all that. Right. Seems too convenient, which yeah. is probably what a lot of people have problems with which, the whole canto you know fight it, thing. That to me, that's nitpicking a little bit. Like you find the but, real guy, and then you get thrown in jail, and then happen to just be thrown in jail with a character that we have just about to talk about that like can do the same thing. Well, let's talk about him, DJ. Okay. So, they're supposed to be looking for a guy with a little pendant thing, and they see the guy, but then they wind up getting caught and thrown in jail. Um, and they just so happen to get thrown in with, like you were talking about, with this character. and Named DJ, which means actually don't join. It's actually written on his he- uh, helmet. Their little hat he's got was Hebrew. It just actually means don't join. And that was actually a, ca- a partner's character at the very end. Like One of the last things he says to, like, Finn, like before they actually show up and try to sneak onto the uh, Snoke ship, was don't join. Like he tells him, don't join. Yeah. Because Finn's whole arc is he still hasn't really joined the resistance. There's still a short period of time. Characters have to grow, and he's still kind of trying to just run away. Like he's still doing try- what he thinks is good things, mm-hmm. but he hasn't actually joined the resistance. Like he hasn't actually like became a soldier in the resistance. He just kind of there. And he really cares about race. He's still, so he's, trying always, to like, he's still trying to save race. He's still yeah. trying to like make sure and protect her. Now, Kobe, you said you had opinions on this character. On um, DJ. DJ. The Benicio Del Toro character. Yeah. yeah, it's just, he was so weird. Like, um, I thought he was, okay. So, you know how they had to go find him in the casino, right? Because right. of the, his pin? I thought he was the, the actual guy they were looking for, and he lost his pin to that other guy. Some people say he may have lost it like in a bet or something. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was it. thinking because he was so well trained and like you know breaking into Could things happen. and stuff like that. And I they just didn't like, ever tell you in the actual story because if he's in the next movie, exactly. they might explain that. I was like, he's so shady and so sneaky and so good at this. He could have just lost a bet to this rich guy somehow, and he and lost he had his, to pin. Give him his pin. So I, that's what I was thinking, and then it continued where he got the ship with BB-8. It's like. Okay, yeah, that's definitely the guy they were looking for. It just happenstance where they got the right guy when they were looking for this other guy. And then whenever the whole thing happened to where he turned on them, I was like, okay, I didn't see that happen, but he's super shady, so okay, it makes sense. Um, so now I don't know where he's at. So I think it 
his story is going to continue more. Definitely gonna have to it's be not involved. over. It's not yeah. over. I think he got off right. the ship. So he's a, he's a slicer. So what you got to really look at his character as is like a computer geek in real life, somebody that hacks stuff all the time. Most of the time, he's after the best weird. thing for him. Most of the time, hackers are kind of weird. Yeah. They're like shut-ins in a basement, like with five computers going on, doing all kinds of stuff. For one, that's that's what he's got to try to portray because that's what he is in this world. The stuttering part, a lot of people have problems with. Well, for one, if you just have a character that stutters, I don't see why you should have a problem with it because we have that here. People have speech impediments, so why wouldn't it be in Star Wars? Secondly. The, it makes sense for him to stutter. Look at how many things he did, like just in this movie alone, where he kind of got shocked a little bit. Like when he opened up the thing, he got shocked a little bit. Yeah. When he opens up the thing for them to actually get to the uh, tracking beacon thing, he gets shocked a little bit. Think about somebody that's been going through their whole life getting shot repeatedly, repeatedly. It actually makes sense they might have a stutter. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like stutter. he's getting shocked all the time. Yeah, he stutters. Yeah, he like, did it a couple yeah. times, yeah. Huh, but he stutters and a lot of people have problems with it. But I'm like, man, that fits the character. I guess- like he's, He's getting shot all the time. I guess I just didn't think about that because of his accent usually. To me, to me, he played up the character pretty well. And he's always kind of been a weird actor anyway, but mm-hmm. I like him in everything. Yeah. He's been a really weird... Like, I love his, like, you know, him as the collector yeah. in Guardians or... Um, I loved yeah. him in... Uh, Sicario or... I haven't, oh, yeah, seen, awesome. I haven't seen that. But now, the the one that I really, like, fell in love with him was obviously was... Uh, um, usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Okay, I haven't seen that all the way through. Is yeah. he in No Country for All Men? Or is no, that no, um? That's no, yeah. I think that's the director I'm thinking of. But um, I thought he played the character well. Um, I'll be honest with you, I was a little disappointed because whenever they first talked about, I know a guy that can do it. I was totally for a for a second hoping that maybe that was the 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 way in that they worked for Lando. Oh man, I'm gonna I, tell you, I was really really hoping for Lando. That section of the movie is like the weakest by my most people, even people that like the movie. The Canto bite stuff was the weakest in the movie. But if they would have actually been going, like, and say, say the same thing happens with Maz, but Maz just doesn't feel the need to tell them actually who it is. They just, She just keeps telling them, like, it's the Master Codebreaker or whatever. Or actually, they probably should have changed it, not Master Codebreaker, but, like, Master Thief. Or Smuggler. Like, yeah, or something Smuggler like or something like that. Like, if they would have been there and they found Lando at the table with a couple of honeys around him and stuff, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, went, oh my god, dude. that would have been a really. Uh, I, they now, they missed the boat on that. I, think. I did. I actually looked it up right before we did this podcast. The reason why they didn't want because they actually thought long and hard about that. They actually thought about the whole Lando thing, wanting to obviously throw him in there. It would have been a fan favorite, stuff like that. But with the way the story planned out, they needed that character, that DJ character, to be. Uh, kind of someone with it that you didn't really know their intentions, yeah. And you didn't really know what their deal was, and it would have you couldn't have had Lando come in, and basically. Yeah, like, I mean, it would have sucked that like Lando did the same thing in both trilogies, uh, where he basically like, but because he turned coat. He, but even then, Lando didn't turn coat. Lando, right. Lando actually was playing it out the whole time to help out. Hunter. Yeah, he made the mistake. He turned coat, but then made his realized his mistake at the very beginning, and then did everything he can to fix the situation. Yeah, and so. he didn't just straight up hand them over like in this in the way that. Uh, they actually got handed over. Yeah. yeah. So who played Lando in the in the original stuff? Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Okay. Malt liquor man himself. Billy D. Still around? Isn't um who's supposed to play him in the, in the Han Solo spinoff? Isn't it uh, uh, a really good actor? Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover. Yeah. Dan, no, Danny Glover. Uh, Dan, Danny Glover. Donald, uh, no, 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 no. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I'm thinking of uh, Childish Gambino. Him. Yeah. yeah. Not, I wish it was Danny Glover. I mean, those characters had like their, their parts rad. in the thing, and we also can kind of throw, yeah. even though she's not a new character, Phasma was in this, probably the weakest point because she only shows up for like a little bit. Cool little battle scene with her and Finn, but other than that, she's almost That's like a waste probably of a one of the biggest 
Why didn't they to just me, put her on the bridge of the, one of the main ships at the very beginning of the movie, even though she's not doing a lot, she's still well, there? Well, to me, that's one of the biggest, uh, I'd say, negatives against this movie, to me, because I think a lot of people were really interested in Captain Phasma from the first movie, and the fact that her as an actor has a lot of kind of heat behind her carrying over from Game of Thrones. A lot of people really wanted her to oh, be, yeah. a, be a bigger part. Uh, I did not know until the second time I watched it that that was... Brianna Torth. Oh yeah, yep. And, I, and you know, the, just the biggest the thing eyes, was I didn't know it was a woman. Okay, I did know it was a woman, but because she took the helmet off in the first, in, no, uh, she didn't take her. No, off. she just spoke in the first one. She no, she took no, her no, off. she never, she never took her, her helmet, helmet off. off. Nobody's ever seen her face in the yeah. movie. That's huh. why the big eye scene yeah, in this movie yeah. is kind of like a. Uh, big so the first one I knew it was a woman. I was like, okay, and then in Last Jedi, the first time I watched it, I just noticed. I was like, hold on, is that a man's eye? And then when I watched it. Yesterday. You can tell by the voice it's a female. Yeah, yeah. When I watched it yesterday, I was like, that looks like fucking Brianna Tarth. And then I looked it up on IMDb today. I was like, yep, yep. that was her. But that's about it for those. Uh, then we got the whole, like, what people dub the Raylo thing. Because in this movie, it looked like they might be joining forces. And in this movie, they kind of do for a minute. Uh, but their whole interaction, man, I loved it. I bought it. Like, if they would yeah. actually, in this movie, if they would have became a couple, I'm talking about a straight-up couple, like, I would have been like, dude, I believe it, because their two characters interacted, like, very well. Like, she hated him at first because of what happened with Han Solo, but then, like, she became sympathetic because of, like, his story on what happened with the flashback. Like, that he thought that Luke was trying to kill him because of his power. Um, to, to me, it was perfect because, like, the way the story played out, because you basically set it up to where you have now a more invested Ray, and you, ha you have her a reason why she would be so gung-ho going down the path of the Jedi yeah. and not wanting to, you know, not just a middle-of-the-road player who is trying to find their place. Like, she has a distinct path now. And then you also have a definitive version of Kylo by the end of this movie now because of their interaction to where you're not having to worry about is he really dark side? Is he yeah. really Does he have those tendencies towards you know, having regret and still have a little bit of the light side oh, yeah. still in him. I love this because it takes away in the third movie being too close to Return of the Jedi where maybe Rey thinks that she can turn Kylo. It's done now. No. Everybody. Bump his bump mom at war. End of the movie, his mom later realized that he's too gone. Luke's always realized he's too gone. And now Rey realizes he's too gone. Oh, yeah. for sure. So, like, it is done. He is he has not been Solo anymore. He's going to be Kylo Ren. I don't even think people will call him Ben in the next It was movie. so weird having him be referred to as Ben. Throughout yeah, most because movies. it was kind of like they were trying to touch on his human side. I almost like, just wasn't even used to it. Yeah, but it's it like... cool to me, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm glad that the... Uh, I don't know if that was a decision that was made because of maybe some of the fallout from... Um, from uh, The Force Awakens, but I'm glad that in the scene where he's going down the elevator, he smashes his helmet. Because oh, the first I'll go, time. Because I'll go ahead and tell you. Did you notice that before I pointed you pointed yeah, it out yeah. to you the first time? Yeah. Oh, man, it's the first time he bashes it. But too. by the end, no, he crushed it. No, but you see what the helmet looks like? Like when he hits it the first time and then he slowly pulls it back the first after the first punch in the wall, and he slowly pulls it back and flips it over like this. How closely resembles it actually resembles Darth Vader's well, mask. Well, I don't know. I didn't I, notice all that. I don't, oh, know that dude. I, I don't know that I really put any stock into. That I want a steal picture of that because but, I saw. That. I just thought it was really cool. It was cookie though. You know, well, like a, I'll say this: the whole mask thing in Kylo Ren. I felt like a little bit they were trying. I mean, I get it in the storyline. He wanted to be Darth Vader, and so that's the reason why he has the mask and stuff like that. But to me, if you really were trying to make a trilogy. 
and it be, you know, hold its own weight amongst the other ones. I dug the fact that in this one he breaks it and he gets yep. away from it and he's not relying well, on that. Well, even Snoke wanted him to be the next Vader. So, like, yeah. that's why he thinks he needs to be I the just, next Vader. In the long run, I'm glad he got rid of it because the mask thing was just too much. It was almost like Darth Vader light. Yeah. He, well, that so was, to me, kinda, that shows he's pulling away from Vader. Like, he doesn't care about being Vader. He's wanting to be Ben. And he's like, let the past die. Like, even his grandfather, Darth Vader, he says that in know, the movie. I don't know, man. I like, guess... Vader, he wants that gone. And, this, like, we're going to talk about some of that here in a minute. So, I'm, like, so I ain't going to get too into it. But I love that fact of his story plot being, let the past die. Kill it if you yeah. have to. Yeah. And, and that's the reason why I'm, I totally kind of dug getting rid of the mask. What are, what are your issues with it? I think he should have had the mask. All right, for Force Awakens, I think he should have had the mask on throughout the most of the movie. He Would took you? it off too quick. You right. know, yeah, like, I will give you to that, the point yeah. where, like, you know, with Vader, he didn't take it off till. I actually agree with you. If he'd have kept the mask on the entire, if he'd have kept that mask on, yeah, yeah, If he would have kept that mask on the entire movie and never took it off in the Force Awakens when he yeah. does, what or at he least does until the elevator, end, in the final, when he fight. does what he does in that elevator in this movie, that would mean. Way more. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you'd have to do it towards the end there. Like, if you'd have kept it to where it had been right like at, at the, the end fi- until Ray, him and Ray fight each other, yeah, yeah, that would have been the way I'd have done it. I think okay, that still would have been fine. I yeah. hated how they they took his helmet off too quick because then mm-hmm. it instantly became like, well, well what's, what's, the, the, point? what's the point? Of the There's mask, no mystery though. in it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they made Kylo Ren's mask as a new Vader it's helmet the, for it's production. My issue with Jeepers Creepers as a horror movie. I thought it was the greatest horror movie for the first 25 minutes, and then they yeah. actually see the Jeepers Creepers thing, yeah. like, all right, well, that's fucking ruined it. So, so, <laughs> that got so that's yeah. why it's, I kind think, of, it's kind of the same mentality. I think they, they took his mask off. Everybody, ta- and, and, and they're even going to talk about it in this movie really quick. Uh, they talk about Kylo and how, like, he's whiny. Look, guys, you get in traffic, and somebody cuts you off, and you almost get in a wreck. You say things to yourself, like, you son of a bitch, I hope you die, I'll run your ass over, I'll kill you, or something like that. And that's just us having like this little split part of anger because something almost happened. Whereas Kylo, man, he's supposed to bring all of that anger in. He ain't supposed to hold nothing back. Like He's supposed to bring it all into himself. He can't control it yet. And this movie is a short gap. Like He can't train. He's still got that anger and issue prop, thing. And props to them for, for finally... Cause the biggest thing with the dark side was always, and the biggest differences between the dark side and the light side was supposed to be, dark side was all about the emotions and the anger and, uh, you know, not having, like, feeding into that anger and right. feeding into that emotion to where the light side was supposed to be more calm and more rational and, you know, be able to think things through and stuff right. like that. So, to me, the whole Kylo character in general was a pretty a pretty good like way of showing that almost uncontrollable or controlled chaos almost. Right. Like he's so emotional that he has all this rage to where like people do the whole like, Oh, emo uh, Kylo Ren stuff like that. To me. Yeah. That it is the whole it's part of his character. Thing. It's part of his character and it plays I, really well. And I, I love the fact that we're going to talk about in the throne room scene, but I love the fact that he's now able to also use his brain and it's not just all emotion. Like he's able to be a smart and like think about things ahead of time because like he planned that whole thing out. But okay. uh, I guess okay the the scene where if he would have kept his helmet on throughout the entire Force Awakens, even with the uh, you know the fight scene where Ray slices his face yeah to shit, if he you know it could have sliced through his helmet or something and then you know we could have got a glimpse of it yeah. of his face or something, kept it up through there, 
And then in the you know Last Jedi, where when Snoke, when Snoke tells him to is take his like take off, off your helmet, that's it'll stupid. be a big ass reveal, yeah. and then that's when he smashes. It. I agree with that. That yeah. would have been really fucking cool. But it's I like okay, yeah, he's gonna take off his helmet. Oh, it's Adam fucking. That's driver. a new thing I really cool. didn't think about. But like when he mashes spat, bashes it up in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been a really cool he scene. Was, he was already done with the it. helmet, it seemed like. Right. It didn't seem like a big reveal. It didn't seem like a big story plot. It's like, okay, he's cool. He's done with the helmet. Yeah, I will good. give you that. Like, it seemed like once he took it off the first time in The Force Awakens, it was you know, almost like, all right, he's done with the helmet. The now. reveal to his face in The Last Jedi was bigger. Because I know, feel like in this movie, Force that was Wings. him saying, you know, even to Vader, you, yeah. you're done. I'm, I'm done it with all this. It didn't make any sense for him to take it off they, when he took it off anyways. They built more, like, okay, they're building this whole story about... Ray's parents about who they are, this and that. And they could have built the same story with Kylo's helmet, you know, or just his reveal or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Um, just like they didn't did make any sense for him to take it off when he did. Like, yeah, we they basically just kind of threw it in there. They that's just, actually kind of came cool. too early. That's kind of cool that like you brought that up because that's something I didn't think about. Now, number six on our list was uh, training Ray, but we kind of went over that. Yeah. When we talked about the whole yeah, like yeah. Luke that's and her kind scene. Of my fault, but, so no, no, nah, nah, we're going. We we went ahead and knocked that one out. So we're going to go to our number seven thing on the list, which is to me one of the biggest and coolest things in this movie. That man. Yoda. I'm iffy on this one, but I I, I, I didn't dude, expect to see him. I have researched Yoda. this a little bit more, so I'm more okay with it now that I've looked it up. Yoda was badass. They used the old school puppet because he wasn't going to do a whole lot. This is actually was the puppet, even though he looks like the ghost. Like it's not CG. It's like the puppet with like they added the ghost feel to it. Yeah, yeah. like look to it. Oh man, when he's <laughs> when he shows up, like I see the back of his head. I'm like already pumped. It's Yoda. Like and he and he they do they wrote his character perfectly in this movie to me. Because uh, they did, they just wrote stuff like I thought could have been in Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back. Because, oh man, and when he like, when he does the whole like lightning thing, they set the tree on fire because Luke was going to set it on fire, but he just couldn't do it at the very end. And then Yoda does that because he knows Ray's already got the books. Like that might be a spoiler for some people because a lot of people didn't realize that she actually has well, the first books. First of all, you I didn't spoilers. think she has books. You don't need to be listening yeah, exactly. to the podcast. But the thing is, is like. The books she actually took whenever she left the island. Okay, then, I didn't realize she took the books. Yeah, they're in the Millennium Falcon whenever oh. at the very end of it. Yeah, whenever, whenever they pull out the drawer. You yeah, see you see the books. Okay. She took the books, and that's why Yoda says she has all the knowledge that she needs uh, with her. Okay. Because, man, dude, because that's like, what so cool. that's what Luke went to but the he tree. Burns back. The tree. Yeah. He, he burns the tree, and when he sets it on fire, he's like, you know, and then uh, you don't need it. Luke's like looking at him and like. He does the whole little, his little feet, like he's sitting on the yeah. rocks, and his little feet's like, I love giggling Yoda, like and stuff, dude. Oh, man, it was so perfect. That was perfect. Empire Strikes Back Yoda, back in the thing, the puppet. Like, what he does and what he says, man. Like, it's every movie, I don't know how they do it, but it's these simple words that he puts together, and it's how he says them. And it's kind of like that, because of how he talks, because he always kind of, like, says it out of order, that makes it even cooler. But, like, oh, yeah, that's when he's, way. like, the greatest teacher, failure is. And he's right. He's right on everything. Like, if you go through your life and you make a mistake and yet you learn from it, that's the biggest thing you can learn from. Well, and that's the whole thing with I, Luke. I didn't have a problem with the whole Yoda thing. And a lot of people actually didn't think that throwing Yoda in there at that time, they thought it was just like a kind of a irrelevant thing. Or not irrelevant, but almost like a... Uh, just throwing them in there, just throw them in there type mm-hmm. thing. I, did, right. I think it and made sense. I thought it made sense, but now my only thing that I had with it was initially whenever I saw it, I was like, man, I, you know, Yoda in there is fine. It's cool and all, but I kind of wish it would have been Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan, 
I wish it would have been both, to be honest with you. Yeah, but to me, Obi-Wan was the one that really, like, even though Luke went to Yoda to train, right? I feel like Obi-Wan was really his mentor. Like, watched him grow up as a kid, uh, was the one that really showed him the initial ways of being a Jedi and stuff like that. And so, to me, it would have been cool. But I looked up some stuff on it, the kind of the reasons why they didn't go that route. And obviously, um, I can't remember his name, the original guy that played... Uh, Obi Wan, he's dead now. Oh yeah, he's been dead for years. But uh, they would have loved to have used uh, Ewan McGregor, but there was a disconnect there to where Luke has never really had any kind of interaction with Ewan with McGregor's the, character, right. even though they're the same character. But he's he's never had any kind of interaction with that. So they thought that it would have been a weird disconnect if they would have tried to throw Ewan McGregor. And I get right it. There. I get. I so then it. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But, um, nah, man, it, I, I just thought of that part, to me, was just perfect. Yoda said his little line. It was only like a couple minutes. you got to see him do something. Uh, the biggest thing that you would now have some a little bit of an issue with as far as lore and stuff goes on, the Force ghosts haven't really done too much except for talk and, you know, put their projected themselves like in the real life. So if you use the Force, you can yeah, see them. Yeah, but, but now but you he can does just, something. Yeah, you, now he does something, so... So you know, never know like what could happen because of that. And and but people that complain about that go back to the originals. Obi Wan tells Vader, "You're gonna make if you strike me down, you make me more powerful than you like I'll ever be." And like so now it makes sense. Like okay, well they can actually do things more. You're just not like living forever because you're a Force Ghost kind of thing. You're actually there. Also like the fact that Luke when he turns around and sees Yoda, it wasn't this like, "Oh Yoda, I haven't seen you in like 30 years." It was kind of like. Oh, Master Yoda! Like they've been talking to Yoda for like. Well, he he did disconnect. We until the part when he went to the island and disconnected himself from the Force because he wouldn't have been able to see Yoda at that point. But it's like they met or they talked while he was training the other guys before all the bad stuff. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. There's only been like a few years past, like a five year gap in that period. So it's almost like I haven't seen you in a couple years. Kind of look like you know what? It makes sense for Yoda to be able to actually still do stuff because. It, does, it never really says they just become like a ghost or yeah. anything. It just says they become one with the Force. Right. So, I mean, that's part of the, in their lore, that's part of everything living and stuff like that. So, Go, it makes, do you have anything with Yoda? makes sense for that. Um, I wasn't expecting him at all. So, when it happened, I was like, that's fucking rad for all these new fans to see Yoda in like, you know, this, you know, the new universe or whatever you want to call it, you know, the, the new movies and everything. Uh, so, you know, I thought it was really cool. And how they brought him in was really cool with him, like, you know, trying to talk Luke out of the ways that he's kind of set himself in. Man, he just says so many smart things. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was you a don't, short you don't need time. that. It's like, Luke, continue. you're always looking at the horizon. Yeah. It's like, you, you don't see things that's happening right in front of your face. You're always looking out to the horizon and trying to, like, see what's going to happen. Because, like, in Empire Strikes Back, that's why he leaves his training, because, and they don't want him to, but he leaves because he sees that little future moment of his friends being in trouble and that he needed to be there to save them. And that's whenever he meets Vader. Vader tells him, I'm your father, and mm-hmm. he gets his hand cut off. Like, if he wouldn't have went, they still, because, like, te- technically he really doesn't do anything except for keep uh, Vader kind of occupied for a little while when they escape. They probably still would have escaped, and he probably would still have his hand, and they would be able to, like, maybe progress into the fact of letting him know and not be shocked at the fact that Vader is his father now. Yeah. I mean, so, like, he always looked to the future, and I was like, really cool they brought that out. 
uh, that Yoda did. It was really cool that Yoda like basically said like he tells us that Ray got the books without telling us. It makes and, me wonder um, if Yoda can like do that after he's like passed on or whatever it is. If Luke will be doing that in the next one. My thing, well, because obviously, I mean, you know, obviously he's proved that he can be somewhere else when he's wanting to, like, you know what I mean with you right. know, the end scene. So he'll probably, you know, since he's like a master Jedi, I'm sure, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and, he could probably and some do people just as much. Maybe like, oh well, if Yoda can do that, why can't he? Man, Yoda's a person that's like he's not going to get involved. It's not for him to get involved. He mm-hmm. may show some wisdom or something here and there, and show up and do something here and there, but it's not to actually. It's only to like enlighten someone. It's not he's not going to show up and do like a lightsaber battle, like as a force ghost or some stupid crap like that. Because that's not who Yoda is. They when, once you go to that level, like that's it. But that's enough about Yoda because he's only like a couple minutes in the movie. We'll go on to the throne room scene, which is probably my favorite. Well, I ain't gonna say my favorite, but it's definitely up there as favorite moments in this movie. You want the coolest shot for sure. Yeah, dude, like the way that they did it. The whole Ray coming in and then like them handcuffing her and going up the things. And then uh, what I love about this scene is the fact they're in the elevator. They're in the elevator. Have to make it. We might have to split this up into two. <laughs> but they're in the elevator. We got, we got ways to go. Nah, it's okay. But they're in the it's elevator. They're in the elevator and she says, or, or he lets her know, I know who your parents are. Man, that's something we've been like waiting for, Dude. right? And they drop that bomb on you and then the door opens and there's Snoke and you're like, Holy shit, what about her parents? Like, hey, hey, can you tell her about her parents like before you walk out there? Can you like, hey. Of course you can't. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, so this whole time you just got this bomb and I love that it happened like that because that bombshell happens and you're like, he just told her, I know who your parents are. I saw your parents. And then they have to walk into there. But then this scene was so powerful at that point to where I forgot he said it. Like, I forgot that he said it because like. Yeah. As they're walking out and going in and going up against Snoke, and then Snoke does the whole like Ray supposed to be real powerful, and then he just pulls her to you know, like pulls her to him, and he's just like telling her, man, like Snoke in this movie was an ultimate badass. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, like every sure. ultimate badass, you're too confident mm-hmm. because like he's saying the whole time, like like when he's about to die before he dies, he's like basically talking about his own death, and he doesn't realize it because he doesn't think Kylo would even try something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because then the cool part about that is like he saw he's saying as he turns his saber and he's like kind of describing it. And Kylo's turning his own saber at the same time, turning that saber. I'll be honest with you, I thought he was setting him up to like be like one of those things where he was kind of describing it. But at the last second, he was going to be like, did you really think it was going to be that easy? Yeah. And then something crazy was going to happen. Right. And so I honestly thought that was what was coming. Um there's because I didn't I didn't see Snoke dying right there. I mean, I, just oh, didn't. I didn't. Yeah, either. nobody did. Everybody like automatically saw him being in Episode Nine and stuff like that. And that's one of the reasons why you get about a bunch of backlash because there was all kinds of stories about who Snoke was. And guess what? Snoke is dead. Like he dead. He couldn't have. Yeah, exactly. Like, I will, all right. I do kind of want to get into this. There's two parts to this scene that, and this kind of is going to cover eight and nine for us a little bit, but. There's two things about this scene that I want to see what you guys think about. Or see if you're satisfied with. Alright, first thing, since we're talking about Snoke. I, me personally, I, I don't necessarily need them to, or want them to go back and do like this long ass like, uh, backstory of Snoke and stuff like that. And you, you 
I don't care about seeing all the different things that led to him being who he is. Uh, you could do that in like a comic book. Yeah, that kind of it happened in a book. Yeah, it in a book. I would like I would have liked them to at least give a little bit of an explanation about who he is. Now, right. I do totally get the whole in the original three episodes, four, five, and six. Whenever the emperor is there, you don't really get a big backstory of who he is necessarily right. until episodes one, two, and three come out. So who knows? Maybe somewhere down the road we do get a little bit of an explanation. But it would have been nice to answer some of those questions now, at least as far as who right. he is. See, you can be let from. down. You can be let down at the fact that Snoke died and like you didn't learn more about it because I get that. I understand that. Now, after I've seen the movies like a couple times and I've thought about it more, I'm actually kind of excited about what they may happen in the last movie with him being out of the way. But like I was, when I saw that happen, I was shocked. I was like, holy shit. Like, oh, man, he's dead. Like, like everybody else. And I was kind of, like, a little bit disappointed because, like, oh, man, he's, like, a, such a cool character. They just build his ass up for, like, really strong in this movie. But if you really think about and, it, and I read a thing uh, a thing on this that got me thinking, and, you know, they really don't build him up that much no. in the first movie. No, no, he just says a couple things. I barely feel like I knew who he was. Yeah, there's no yeah. character, you know, building of him. You just and know so, he's there and you know he's a supreme leader. To me, getting yeah. rid of him... Basically, just signifies above all else that, like, hey, this story is not about Snoke. Honestly, Snoke's I thought just a player. I Look, thought he was just a hologram. But you can't come to me and say type person, that yeah. you hate this movie because Snoke didn't have a backstory. Well, then you telling me that you hated the original trilogy at that point because, like you just mentioned, Emperor the Emperor did not have any backstory. He just came in was a badass, and then a lot of people are like I hate this movie because they killed Snoke in such a simple way. Well, uh, Return of the Jedi, an old man standing behind the Emperor just picks him up and throws him down a hole. Yeah. At least yeah. Snoke got cut down with a lightsaber in a creative way. Because I'm going to say this, there's no way. The way they put him in there, the way he pulls Ray, and Ray tries to grab the, you know, we all looking at Ray being this powerful force user, and she tries to get the lightsaber, and it goes around and hits her in the back of the head, and then it just slowly goes back to where it was. That dude, he, he snapped, dude, and lightning came from the floor. I would have liked on to. Have, I would have liked to have at least seen him with a red lightsaber. Yeah, it would have been cool just if he just had a lightsaber. Just yeah, to yeah. see what his looked like. Yeah, and but now you didn't know that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you don't know that the Emperor has one until you watch the prequels. I mean, the prequels he had even, one. Actually, not even then. Yeah, well, you do know until at, at Revenge of the Sith, he pulls it out a couple times and fights with it because he fights Mace Windu and them, and then he fights Yoda a little bit. But you're right, the first two movies, The Phantom Menace and all that, you don't. And in none of the originals, you don't. That's true. So, I feel like we need to have my, another Star Wars night. But know, I'm just, yeah. Weekend but, uh, or right, right. I'm down for it. But I'm just I'm saying, sure. like, straight up, 100%, like, you can't say, I hate this movie because he dies in a dumb way. Well, now yeah. you're telling me you hated Return of the Jedi in the original trilogy. And you can't say because of a backstory, because now you're telling me you hated the original trilogy. No, no, because no, no, the no. exact same thing happened, Here's just with a couple of different characters. You can and totally say different. it all Dude, you want. Dude, they both had a butt crack head. They both had a butt... And this similarities run pretty deep, because they both had a butt crack head. They both had a damn crack up the fucking forehead. That's true. <laughs> both That's the Emperor true. and him. I mean, it's like I said, who knows? Maybe at some point down the road, we do get a little bit more of a, you know, at least an origin story. I'm sure that they'll... Sure, it's going to happen in books. I'm now. sure it'll happen in movies. books, but who knows? Maybe in movies somewhere it happens. Um, my second thing with this uh, scene that I wanted to see if you guys were satisfied with was, which leads into number nine a little bit, is with the explanation of who Ray's parents actually are, which is nobody. 
I think nobody. It's, dude, I right. think there's I more think it's that. actually I think it's actually interesting because it could just be true. It could just be true that Ray's parents were nobody. Were just I don't know, drunk. dude. All right, let's let's go off of assuming that it's true. Let's go off of assuming that they're just nobodies, and she's just a random, you know, chosen one with the force. Are you upset about that? You think that's kind of stupid, or or what? I think it's kind of, I don't know. The fact that they built it up like she was part of, you know, like she was Luke's. Daughter. They didn't really build it up, though. It was us that built that well, up. Okay, that's... Yeah, but, you know, we had to have something to kind of kick us to, like, you know, building it up. You know what right. I mean? So the fact they built it up to a certain degree, like, you know, with her going, you know, with the Mar- Mars Mags? Who is it? The, the the eyeglass little fucking weird person. Oh, crap. Maz Kanata. Maz. Maz. Uh, you know, with, like, her grabbing Luke's lightsaber... And being like, you know, this is for you. This is obviously, it wants you. Right. And then, you know, got, you know, finding Luke and this and that. And, you know, it's like, you yeah, sort I mean, of, they built it up to where it's like, you know, Luke could be related, you know, somehow. I, mean, I, mean, I even heard where it could possibly be Obi-Wan's daughter. And I was like, I just don't see it. But, I okay, cool. so I, would, I feel like there's look, something They there. have to end, to me, they have to end the Skywalker thing. Because it's too obvious, could, like that they but... keep going and going and going. And it's always a Skywalker. It's just gonna, dude. I want the story to be able to be opened up. So I didn't want it to be a Sky. If, if it was an Obi Wan Kenobi theory thing and that happened, like I'm cool with that, uh, or what have you. But you now have the little fling there that we saw. Yeah, um, in the Clone Wars cartoon. But the only problem was time wise, it would have been way off because yeah, he would. She would have to be a granddaughter, not an actual daughter. So yeah, they would have had to have a kid that eventually had her, which would have been cool. But Which could ultimately come back to they could wind up revealing them. They're doing you know, an Obi Wan movie, so man, that's we'll, something we'll, they might we'll explain. See. I don't know, but the thing is, is like when when they do the scene, I'm iffy. I'm fifty fifty. I think it could be that this is the truth, and I'm cool with that. Actually, like I said, the Skywalker line has to go. It has to just so they can open the story up. Well, I think it could be true because, especially with the way that they end this movie, to where you see. You know, the little kid with a broomstick, you yeah. know, it shows, obviously, cool. they're going to be, at some point down the road, incorporating more Jedi. Well, here's the thing. This is why I, I get upset about people that are upset about the fact that her parents are nobodies. All right. My part of that is, is like, all throughout lore, like, no Jedis are supposed to even have, like, a flings or anything. Like, so they don't even have kids to have four shooters. So where did all the four shooters come from? From nobodies. Yeah. They came from nobodies all the way across the galaxy. Yeah, she's just one of the many that just happens to be because the forces is at work. The forces doing this and doing that. And in this movie, I thought it was really super cool that they explained the fact that you have the evil dark and then the light comes up to meet it, an equal light that comes up to meet it. He even says, like, when, as Kylo got stronger, I told him that there would be a force in the light that will rise up that you're equal. And he thought it was Luke Skywalker the whole time, but it wasn't. Is actually Ray. Ray raises up to his equal. Yeah. And like I thought it was really cool to explain that, but you can't be pissed that Ray isn't from anybody, if that's the case, that Ray's not from anybody when almost every Jedi you've ever loved came from nobody. Obi Wan came from nobody. Now he's somebody because he's Obi Wan, but Quagon came from nobody. Yoda and his species came from nobody. Like he just has the force. Like that's just how it happens. They're born in the universe. My and then Qui Gon. But the deal is, is like you can't be pissed at that. Like you, you can try to be pissed. No, at no, that, you but, can't be pissed at it because then you're pissed you know, at the whole could, Star Wars lore. So now you're not a Star Wars fan. But anymore this because, thing, 
do you think that Kylo was just fucking with Rey? I actually, that's that's the other 50% part. Because obviously because she he doesn't tags know. Her, he antagonized, he's like, oh, you know who your parents are. And he's like, keeps getting her to say something. And then finally she's just like, nobody's. And then he's like, of course. And just then he to says break her this. down. Right. And he's wanting her to join him. Like, that's the whole point in that part of the movie is like, I want you to join that's me. A, I want you to. To me, it's a toss up. I mean, it's yeah. one of those things. That you, okay. Wait, but I'm going to say, even though the lightsabers don't cross in this movie, but the only time it does, because this is the only movie that doesn't have a straight up lightsaber versus lightsaber duel that where they hit each other. I guess. Uh, the only yeah. time in this movie that they hit each other was in the part where uh, it's actually talking about the flashback with uh, Luke and Kylo. But this Gratorian guard scene, I've always grew up wondering, like, man, like, those damn guards for, like, the Emperor, man. What would they do in a fight? Like, would they ever do anything? Because they never do anything in the original trilogy. This, like, opened my world up to, like, oh, man, those guards could have been badass because well, these guys are good. They, you found out that they die like bitches. <laughs> well, man. technically, yes, but they fight They fight pretty good they going fight down like cool. a bitch. Like, that was actually really cool to me that they did the team up, like, for a second. Like, you think, oh, my God, they're really together now. Now, you can be... They're both fitting to join evil, or they're both fitting to join good, because you don't really realize what's going on 100%. But you know they're teaming up, and that was a really cool fight scene. One of the best, and it technically isn't a lightsaber duel. It's like a couple people with the Force fighting a bunch of guys who are really trained to kill. They are basically trained to try to kill Force users. Like they're, Those guys are there to protect Snoke from anybody that may show up that might be a badass like lightsaber duelist or something like that. I mean, I, I, I dug it. I thought it was a cool-ass scene. I thought the way they did it was really cool. Um, at first I was kind of like weirded out the fact that, uh, Snoke died. Uh, but you know, we kind of yeah, talked about that. The first that, time you watch the movie, you might get pulled out for a second cause you're like, oh shit, Snoke just died. And then all of a sudden they have this fight scene. Well, I was, I was like, really hoping that they didn't try to go down cause I'd, I'd read a lot of stuff and, and seen a lot of stuff about, you know, obviously the whole gray Jedi thing to where there wasn't going to be like. A, uh, a good and evil anymore. It was going to be more of the Grey Jedi Order or something. And I was kind of hoping... I know a lot of fanboys are out there like pushing forward or something like that or wanting like... Because that, it's, in, it's in the EU. It's in the old doing. school comic books. Yeah, but in all honesty, I was really kind of hoping they stayed away from it. To me, it's Star Wars. It, it always needs to be Dark Side Jedi. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- that's just... That's or even Star if you Wars. don't name them because technically... Like in these new movies, they haven't really said that Snoke was a Sith Lord, or that that or that even uh, Kylo is. They have mentioned the Jedi on that spot, but like Kylo and Snoke are freaking Sith. Like even though they don't call themselves Sith and don't say that, like they're basically Sith because they're 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 even following the rule of two. You have the one that has the power and the one that craves it. Like they still doing the rule of two. Now the one thing that I love in this movie and I love Kylo's arc. Is because like what I said earlier, I mentioned like where he says the pa- let the past die, kill it, and then that part where he reveals the whole raised parents. Right before that, he says, you know, he's trying to get her to join him, and he's like, "Look, let it all die, Snoke, Sith, Jedi, let it all die, like let go of it all." And then she's like, "Don't go." To-. And I thought she played a really good. I, this is probably her best acting in both movies to me. When she like looks at him and she's like. Please don't, please don't do this. Like I like it was like that emotion. She portrayed that very well as an actor, actually, in that part of the movie. I thought it was good. Yeah. So we just could, took care of the throne room scene there. Took care of the uh, raised parents at the same well, time. Part of something what you said actually kind of pulls us into number ten here. And you're talking about how 
Um, you know, he says whenever darkness rises, light rises to meet it. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how it wound up with not being Luke, it wound up being Ray. Right. Well, going in number 10 was uh, Luke at the end of the movie. And I don't necessarily know how much more powerful he got, but he, Luke definitely was a pretty boss dude with, oh. with the Force. Because to be able to do what he does at the end of the movie, to be able to be in a completely different planet and be able to basically mentally put himself as like a, a physical... Because he holds Leia's hand, so he's not just like a hologram. Oh, and when you said that, let me just... Because I don't want to forget this part. When he bends down and kisses her on the forehead, I teared up a little bit, man. Like, yeah. straight up, because it was almost like they knew she was going to die. That scene was perfect. If you knew she was going to die, like, if she had cancer or something, you knew she was going to die was a month from now. she there for the actual full entirety of filming for here? Yes. Like, they, she died after the movie was completely done. Or actually, well, it, was, it may have been in post, but it was actually all filmed. Okay. Uh, I know but it was almost like they knew it, man. That scene when he bends down and kisses her forehead, dude, that's like, oh my God. Like that's And that's why I would be cool at the beginning of the next movie, them just doing the funeral for Leia, because I thought that scene was just really kind of like kick-ass what's for even, What's on. even cooler to me, though, uh, is those were the two that kind of infamously didn't hate each other, but definitely butted heads on a lot of stuff. And uh, a lot of times whenever they would be shooting on set, like, they really didn't get along a whole lot Yeah. Uh, back in the day. And so I think they had kind of mended the fence and been become friends kind of yeah. after the fact. But even Mark Hamill to this day, I mean, I've, I've seen a bunch of stuff where he was like, you know, me and Carrie would always, you know, we, we would literally fight like brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Like, we would kind of, you know, do our thing. Oh, uh, man. That's but seen, to me, that was awesome. cool to be able to have them come back and... and I mean, yeah, Han and Leia, you know, they had their moment in Force Awakens and stuff like that. But it was cool to me how you did have that final little thing before Carrie Fisher's actually died. And for that to be the last, one of the last things that may have been filmed. Like, yeah. For that just to be all, that's just awesome to me. Now, I will say the cool part about this scene leading up is there's two things in this movie that a lot of people don't add together. One, the first time Kylo and Rey got together and Kylo goes, wait, you're not doing this, it will kill you. That foreshadows what Luke's gonna actually do, because yeah. he actually does something way more powerful than what that you see with Kylo and Ray, and that ends up being his demise, basically. Yeah. Secondly, Luke says, "What do you expect me to do?" When he's on the island, he says, "What do you expect me to do?" Like stand in front of the whole First Order with a laser sword. Yeah. And that's exactly what he ends up doing. He does that. I did like kind of pick up on that the second right. time I watched. And that's kind of cool, like how that part happened. But yeah, that when he when he walks in and he sees Leia, even the wink to C three PO, it was perfect. Like, it was a, it was a perfect way for his character to go out. I know a lot of people were kind of weirded out the fact that they wound up killing Luke whenever they thought that they would have wound up killing off Leia, right? And they they wanted Luke to play you know a, maybe a different part or something like that. To me, I thought it was a good way for him to go out. You want the focus of this trilogy not to be Luke. Leia and Han. I really think they came out of this their, their trilogy like wanting to kill one a movie. Like I really think, but when they came out with the game so, plan, they were but like, to me, 
you didn't want the focus to be on your old characters. You didn't yeah. want it to just be a rehashable oh, yeah, character. Sure. They didn't you want, want, want your new characters to be the guys and, yeah. or the or the girls or whatever it is. You want they them wanted to be, to be Ray focus. and Finn and Poe yeah. and, Look, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that because I think they did a good job of. Oh yeah, those yeah. Because I think all those characters are, you know, they're exceeding. The older ones. Look, like you know. Like, BB-8 is more dominant than R2-D2, and, you know, yep. same with Finn, yep. and Poe, and Ray. And, and they should be, because you know, that's what we're going to go with. But, like, look, you guys know, I love the dark side, man. Always love the dark side. Like, even as a 12 and 13 year old kid, like, I love the dark side. What I'm wearing right now is a Vader shirt and a Stormtrooper hat. I love that. When I grew up, man, I did not like Luke Skywalker. He was the main reason why I was in love with the bad guys and the villains, because Darth Vader was cooler. Emperor Palpatine was really cool. Even the Stormtroopers looked cool. The TIE Fighters made an awesome sound when they went by. Like, I hated, like, Luke saying, like, I should have went to Tussie Station and all that bull crap in the first movie. He looked like a little, like, bratty-ass kid, like, and whiny, and he was still kind of that way a little bit in the Empire. Now, in Return of the Jedi, he became more, you know, as a man. Like, he kind of grew up, you could tell, and he became more of a man in his character and stuff like that, a little bit more relatable. See, I'm but, the opposite. I was always a Jedi. Yeah. And, and, and then, but this is my point. Like, in this movie, I started like, man, Luke is a lot cooler than I thought before because, like, Luke was, like, this person that's went through some shit. He's had troubles, man. He's just like any of us. Like, if things like that would have happened, dude, like, you know, finding out your dad was this guy that killed millions, like, thousands to millions of people. Like, you know, Ben, somebody you love, like, you just connected with, and he dies and passes away, and then Yoda's your teacher, and then he's gone. Like, he's lost a lot during this whole, like, trilogy of movies and stuff. And I thought Mark Hamill did a great job of like portraying like, like Luke's character yeah. as not just like not trying to recreate who Luke used to be, but creating what will happen to yeah, Luke as, in thirty as years. Progress. Yeah. And honestly I thought it was gonna be weird too because me growing up, not you know, not having Mark Hamill play as a Jedi for so many years, my biggest thing with him was knowing him as like the Joker. From yeah. all of the different... Don't forget, he was a Jedi in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. That is true. <laughs> but I was really, like, whenever I see Mark Hamill and stuff now, I instantly, a lot of times, I don't, I, don't, I don't go to Jedi. Really? You know, I don't go to Luke Skywalker a lot. I, I instantly kind of, especially as he's gotten older, yeah. I instantly go to Joker. Yeah. And so I was worried <laughs> that I was going to be just picturing the Joker playing a Jedi the whole time. And I didn't get that, no, which was and, very good. And I'm going to say, like like I said, I, like as they played him up in the movie, but this ending, how this whole thing shakes out. Dude, I love me some damn Luke Skywalker now. He jumped from being one of my bottom characters in the trilogy because I liked Han ahead of him. I liked Leia in some ways ahead of him. Definitely liked all the bad guys, like I just said, even Grandma Tarkin ahead of him. And in this movie... Dude, that shit's beautiful. I'm not gonna man. lie. Part like, for well, lack of a better word, like I don't say beautiful a lot, but that shit is beautiful. Part of me forgot about the uh, red velvet cake planet they were going right. to. Oh, the cool part about it is, is like I noticed. You said you noticed it before, but uh, no, whenever I didn't. He, oh, you didn't notice I, it before. I didn't notice this before. Oh, I, I picked this up. The second when time. Luke walks out there and they after they shoot all the guns at him or whatever, and he just kind of like shrugs his shoulder like this right here. Which and, I hated. Oh, that I did, yeah, I, I, that I, was I, kind I, of a joke in the moment that you probably didn't need one. I so didn't, I'll take it like that. But whenever Kylo comes down and they start to face off and like you see him like move his feet on the actual salt, he didn't leave footprints. 
everybody else there in the salt room. Yeah, and I didn't salt. notice that until the second time. But the, the first time I watched it, I didn't even know his I mean, hair color changed. Like I'm definitely going to watch it again. Well, so. the thing about it is, is like I didn't even notice the hair color changed. I was so into the movie. like I wasn't trying to pay attention to little things like well, that. It, it didn't really, his hair color didn't necessarily change so much as he had like a haircut. Yeah, he had a haircut, but now his beard became from gray to like, so I guess one of them fish fish nuns was uh, hooking him up. Or something. No, I mean that's just how he portrayed I mean, I himself. Know, before, I know, so like, yeah, I know, but I mean yeah. if you didn't before, you didn't know that. So you're like, oh, okay, them fish nuns then hook hook your brother up. It's like, and then yeah, like yeah, shape shape my man up. <laughs> and then people are like, and then people are, hey, like he used the blue lightsaber. Uh, why would he use that one when it just got messed up? For one, he he doesn't know what happened in Snoke's chambers in throne yeah, room. Yeah. Like, and two. And that like, was something that got brought up yeah, later after the fact. Kylo, Kylo, it's like, how did Kylo not notice it? Man, Kylo don't know. That dude's been gone for 30 years. He could have, like, made 30 lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. Like, you he don't just know. just grabbed one out of his lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't, you don't know what's going down. You don't even know what's up with that. But, dude, that whole scene, man, to me, though, minus the shoulder shrug thing, that's one thing I could have did without. Yeah, but that whole know. scene of what he going. does, like, the little mini fight they had, it really didn't even turn into a fight. It was really, like, more of, like, a thing. Dude... The face-off. straight Matrix. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, it was <laughs> so... Oh, dude. But at the end, of man, when he's just sitting there and you see him and he's like... And it goes to actually where he's at on the island on that rock and he's kind of levitating. And you can see he's like using every ounce of his being to like portray this thing so far out in the galaxy. Like, dude, I loved it. The twin sons of the end was like an homage to him. And I love the fact that he says, he tells Kyle... You know what? Like, I didn't even fucking pick up on the yeah. twin sons thing. When, damn, that's fucking the beautiful. Yeah. I think about it. Yep. Yeah. But then, like, Kylo, like, when he's, like, looking at Kylo and uh, and, and he says, like, if you strike me down, I'll be with you like your father's with you now. And then he says, like, uh, uh, when he pokes him, when he actually walks up slowly and kind of just shoves his lightsaber through him just because he realizes what's going on. And Luke's like, see you around, kid. Like, I know he's a nine. Like, he's got to be a nine. He's going to be a force ghost, obviously. But he's like, see you around, kid. It wasn't like, hey, man, I'll see you 30 years from now, kid. I'll see you around, kid. Like, yeah, we'll so see. He, he's going to be there as a force goes. I think helping Ray yeah, along the way. The two son thing is kind of an homage to him and the very Tatooine first, man in Tatooine, where because that was one it of was those playing icon- the same song, the twin son songs of the John. That was, John that was one of the amazing. most like iconic like scenes from the whole Star Wars stuff when it first came out was that scene of him looking across the desert and you see the two suns in the yep. sky. Like that was, oh, okay. that was his thing. So that was kind of, that's on a new hope. Yeah, the very Did part you of guys new think hope? that Finn was actually going to go into that bomb? I thought, I he, think, was, oh, I thought no, he was, he was done. going, he closed his eyes. It was done. He was I, going through I there. really thought, I mean, now looking back at it the second time, I was like, okay, Rose is totally going. I am going to say this too. I'm tired right. of movies where like something crazy ass happens and somebody like gets out of something or whatever, or they don't die, but it looked like they was going to, but I love the way they did this. I love the way that it was somebody else like crashing into him, forcing him not to do it. Uh, like, and it wasn't just some like the machine got messed up from some reason, or he happened to, even though he ran into it, he happened to survive the crash or some bull crap. I think it was really cool that Rose came out of nowhere, man, and just hit him. Now, one problem I had with that was like, how the hell did Rose catch up to him? But then here goes the thing: that freaking thing is putting out like they said it was like a, a miniature, basically a miniature Death Star weapon. Like that thing's putting out force, so he's running straight into the middle of well, that. Okay. So he's going to slow up. Yeah. So she does have the time to come around yeah, at an angle I and hit it. So yeah, they don't do a very good job of kind of showing that so yeah. much. But yeah, I, I get that. I mean, you could tell like he was just kind of like his thing was like having struggles getting through there and stuff. Like I thought it was really cool. 
way. And then he, I, don't know, I thought, in, I thought he was done. But his character, man, like it really cool to me. Like the Kando bite scene, and like it or not, but that whole story where he goes through there, this dude's even telling him not to join and everything. And at the very end, he became the guy I want him to be. Like Poe became the guy that is basically going to be Leia. Like as far as the thinking, because he actually says, like, "Hey, everybody, like, you know, we need to retreat, get out of here." He actually makes that decision. He wouldn't have never made that decision before, but he makes it in that moment of the movie. So he saves some of the people because they do that, and then. Like, Finn actually picks up almost like Poe, because Finn's like, now I'm joining this thing, for real. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines no more. I want to fight. And he's like, boom, I want this to happen. And he, because he's like, Luke out there by himself? No, man, we got to go out there. And Poe's having to hold him back. Like, no, man, he's he's doing this for a reason. We got to get out of here. Yeah. And, so, I mean, I, I thought that the whole ending was pretty cool. Um, I, I like the ending. Yeah, like, I... I've, I've seen some stuff where a lot of people didn't care for, like, Luke dying, and, you know, you can say what you want about the ending, but I personally enjoyed it. I thought it was a good way for Luke to go out. Um, I thought it was perfect. But because- now, I do want to bring this up, though. Um, this is something that I noticed more, more so the second time, because I don't think I was really paying too much attention to it the first time. Right. Um, whenever you watched The Force Awakens... I think J.J. Abrams was really wanting to make sure, because it was a it was a big gamble, rebooting this whole series. Yeah, and it was so a big I, gamble. He took to have Luke not even say a word in the movie. Yeah, too. and and it's, it was one of those things to where I feel like he was like, okay, I want to make this movie and visually make it look like an updated version of the original trilogy. He mm-hmm. didn't want it to look all new and flashy. Right. Uh, like off of episodes one through three. He wanted right. it to look like it was happening in the same time period right. as four through six. And I thought he did a good job of that. Even the way it was shot, mm-hmm. to me, looked that way. But the one thing about The Force Awakens that, to me, they played it safe. Yes. I felt like the movie was almost a mirror image of an updated New, New Hope. Hope. Yes. I think they and, had to play it safe for this first. I didn't movie, have a problem know. with it. Well, a lot of people to didn't me like the that story around the sort of similar stuff was totally different, but it was like the similar thing of finding her on Jakku, which is a desert planet, like just like Luke. Yeah, and then you had a, basically a new version of the Death Star and stuff like that. Like those things were obviously similar, but the story in there was different. Oh yeah, yeah, but like, but I mean, as far as I felt like he went with what he thought he knew would work, right, and. And some people had issues with that and stuff like that, but to me, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was well done. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because on this movie, on The Last Jedi, I was really hoping and that they wouldn't try to do another like remake of Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Yes. And to me, I thought they did a really good job of not doing that. The, only, anything, thing, the only thing that was sort of reminiscent of it, and maybe where you were trying to go here, was... The sand planet, wherever, I can't remember what they called it. Great. You're talking about the one with the salt. Yeah. And the whole battle for that was very reminiscent of Battle on Hoth. Yeah. And I mean, you can say a lot, because even they used the, they used the salt for white. The salt, white, yeah. the whole, like, them coming at them at, like, coming at them towards the base with the door and stuff like that. And Well, I'd actually say even, like, Luke and Ray, like, because Yoda was, like, people are, like, people, people hate on the, like, Luke being kind of like the guy that didn't want to train Rey, uh, well, guess what? Yoda in Empire Strikes Back didn't want to train Luke. Yep. Like, he was kind of the same thing. And, and and in the throne room scene, that's, to me, 
not the exact no it's totally like different but the throne room scene was shot and kind of felt a lot like the throne room scene in return of the jedi not even part of empire strikes back yeah. because return of the jedi you have luke showing up and he's trying to like change his father like i'm just glad they got that stuff out of the way because now nah, there's nothing you can i love this movie because at the end of it you got answers so now you can't be like oh shit we still don't know what luke is or oh shit what's ray's parents like oh shit like what is luke gonna do in this movie like it's all gone. Like, right now, you're, maybe Ray's parentage is still up for a debate because, like, you can say, well, maybe, Ray, you know, Kylo has kind of been inside of her and made her kind of feel that way, and she thought so, too. Yeah. But besides that, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that, was kind of, that was kind of, yeah, that was, that was kind of plain sound. Kylo's anyway, inside of her. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, She's as a whole, sister. at a whole, now you don't know what's going to come. And nine, you don't you you can have your speculations. Like I really think that the Knights of Ren is going to come out and be the henchman for uh, Kylo. I don't think they could have played a part because Snoke was the leader, and Snoke probably didn't want him around or anything. He just wanted that one on one dynamic. So the rest of the Knights of Ren, I think, been hiding out because Snoke may have had him killed because he he wanted to do the rule of two. Now were the, Knights what? Of, were the Knights of Ren the one that followed him away from Luke? Yes, the handful, and they mention him again, but they don't just call him the Knights. He, like he just says he took a handful of my students. But think about it. Snoke was still old school. Snoke was still trying to go with the rule of two, right? Yeah. And, well, like, Kylo knows that. So he those guys followed him. So how, I guarantee how you. How badass would it be? I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Like, he tells them to go to the side. Like, man, Snoke can't know about you yet. Like, I've got this. What if Kylo's been kind of planning this the whole time? Like, he didn't really know how he would kill Snoke, but he knew he wanted to take care of him. Because he says, kill the Sith. Which means kill the ruler too. He's going back old school where he doesn't give a crap. Like if you use the force that and you be, want to be with him, be awesome. you are with him. If he opened it up to where there was more than just the ruler two, because if you really think about it, if he was smart, the ruler two is a dumb rule anyway. I understand the purpose of it, and I understand the reason why they did it. But if you were ultimately in his position where all right, you just killed Snoke, you're in the position where you're the leading Sith, you know, Lord. Right. Why would you want to keep the same system to where you find an apprentice and you're basically training him to kill you one day? Yeah. Why would you not want to figure out a way to, like, you be the top dog, but you have multiple, you know, you created where you're not, it's not just an ultimate chain of command to where it's like, well, I'm the top dog for now until you're powerful enough to overthrow me. Right. And, but now one thing I wanted to say at the end with the Luke part too is like, okay, to me it's perfect because tell me how Luke dies. Like, if he doesn't die the way they just had him done in this movie, tell me how he dies. Would you really be, as fans, would you really be happy Luke, this all-powerful guy that you've known for years, shows up in real life, and he would have fought Kylo at that battle and lost to Kylo? Nobody would have liked that. Nobody no. wanted Kylo to best him in a lightsaber duel. Like, they don't think it would happen. It would be unbelievable. Like, why would you want that to happen? You want him to show up in an X-Wing? Like, because they showed his X-Wing on the plant on the, when he's on the island, even, underwater. But you want him to show up in an X-Wing and get blown up? Like, how do you want him to die? He's going to die. Like, he's too old. He's got to be out of the story. To me, this was perfect because, like, you paid homage to him. He shows up, and he just does this amazing, badass, like, force power that, like, nobody's ever done and duplicated. He's the only one to ever do this. Yeah. And, and, like, and ultimately, to me, I think it's also another... Um, it's almost kind of like another example of, you could say, him bringing balance to the Force. Because, if you really think about it, he trained Kylo, he trained Rey, 
you and know, sort of. Yeah, and they're equal. And they're, they're both kind of raised up equal. And even what he did whenever he wound up, you know, at the very end of the movie, and he wound up, you know, going into the forest and dying or whatever, what he did gave Ray and them enough time to get out, preserving her still being around to maintain balance in the force. Right. So, I mean, that dude's whole life has been, like, what they said that he, he was supposed to be as a kid. And another thing is, like, people are trying to talk. Like, this one guy on Facebook made his dumbass comments all my, for one, he said, like, she was more powerful than Luke. No way. Luke, Luke just did something that she couldn't even do part of the way. Secondly, she, they were like, well, she's the best pilot in the galaxy. And I'm like, what? She did one cool move in The Force Awakens. She's not even as good as Han is. Much less, like, <laughs> Luke or anybody else. She did one cool move. In the, she didn't even pilot the ship. Like, I think... She helped pilot the ship at one, like at the very end there, when they were trying to find the people that may be alive. But she was just shooting the guns whenever they showed up and fought the Tie Fighters. Like, so she didn't even pilot the ship then. So that's a stupid ass comment. And then there were, uh, there was like three things they had put. Like, she's better than that. That are they the most powerful like force user and stuff like that. Well, for one, she is powerful. But the same reason why the dark side is powerful when you have the rule of two is because you only have those two people feeding off that part of the force. Yeah. Guess what? How is it, it would work the same way with the Jedi. The Jedi are eradicated. There's only a couple of Jedi left in the world. And even if there are Force users out there that hasn't been trained yet, they're not using the Force, like, all the time. So even the light side people would be more powerful because there are only so many of them using that side of the Force. Yeah. That's, like, the whole deal. Like, but, uh... Anyway, that's pretty much about the whole movie. I mean, unless you wanted to talk about <laughs> well, Luke or anything, but plot there, holes, there, we do have plots and stuff. There like, was, there's like a few more things that I want to bring up, but real quickly, we can hopefully go through them because we've been going at this for quite a while. But uh, obviously, there was a couple of plot holes to me or issues, and I basically want to use this section to bring up any kind of things that you've seen. Um, kind of people talk negatively about the movie. If, if you've seen something that I don't bring up. Bring it up so we can talk about it. Um, but as far as ones that I had with the movie, and some of them I haven't, I've you know, now that I've seen it two times and having time to actually like process the whole thing, I'm not like bashing the movie by any means by this. It's just things I noticed that were kind of issues with the movie to me. Biggest one to me had to do with um, old girl that we. Uh, Talk about the very beginning. Yeah. Um, okay. Whenever, what's her name? The, it's about Rose or Paige. Like the very, the bomber girl? No. The uh, the chick that takes over for Leia. Okay. Um, oh, Holda. Holda. The purple yeah. lady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. My biggest issue, probably in the, with the whole movie, was whenever she takes over and she basically does her, does her little speech to everybody. And her and Poe are like button heads off the top. I get that whole dynamic. That's cool. And I feel like you could have done that a little bit. Well, you can tell in that scene where she actually steps up to take the leadership. Like, Poe thought that that lady was going to say him. He starts to move a little uncomfortably. He starts to get on the edge of his seat, like to stand up. And then she says, Holdo. And then he kind of just like, And I think you could have played it up that way to where it was more of like, he was like, well, I, I think I should be in charge thing. But the way they did it was you basically didn't know what the plan was. And, and even to the point to where Poe winds up doing a, basically pulls a mutiny and right. takes the ship over because he doesn't think that she's doing anything. And then ultimately you find out she's trying to make it to this planet so that she can get the the stuff out or the, um, 
escape pods out to get everybody out of the ship except for her. Well, if you really look at this movie, there's no reason in the world that she couldn't have just told them what the plan was. All right. There's no reason for it, other I, than the fact that you want to throw in a little mutiny and you want to throw the whole scene where Leia comes back in and, and you know, stuns Poe right. and all that other kind of stuff. Other than that, to me, there's no reason. I thought the exact same thing, the exact same thing to a point to where you were. I kind of got the criticism on that. But I also, when I watched the movie the second time, I, you see the scene where he's kind of on the edge of a seat like I just talked about. But then you also have this leader that's taking control. And the only thing, she doesn't know Poe. She's new to this thing. Yeah, she's been in this little group, but she doesn't know, like, Poe 100%, you know, like, as far as, like, a person and what he's capable of and all this other stuff. She knows a little bit. She's probably heard some stories. But the last thing that she finds out about Poe is that he got slapped in the face and got demoted by Princess Leia Mm -hmm. and that he cost the Resistance their whole bombing fleet. Like, yeah, they took care and they got rid of that dreadnought, but they lost so much in that battle. That's what Leia was trying to portray to him. Like, we lost a lot of heroes, but we have no leaders. And, like, basically saying that he's not a leader yet. Like, yeah, we lost a lot of heroes, man, but, like, we didn't have no leaders. And, like, if you're a person, like, in charge like she is, and I try to do this in real life, if you're a general, and the last thing you heard about this one guy was that he got demoted and he, like, wiped out half of your stuff because of a bad decision that he made. You're probably not going to trust that dude with some, Commander. like... You pro- yeah, you're probably not going to trust that guy with, no, like... But I don't, see, I'm not talking about, though, like, she. I'm not saying she had to go in there and just put him in charge of doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you could have told him that what the plan was instead of... Even whenever he's, like, blatantly, like, asking you... Are you seriously not going to do anything? Uh, yeah, I agree with going, you. You're seriously going to let us just, you know, whenever he's I see, basically I see calling her out. I see your complaint. Like at the very end, when he, before he does, right before he does the mutiny, yeah, and he's like, "You're a traitor," and they go to like All basically tell him. To do, to go, it's so yeah. simple. All she has to do is go. Listen, you idiot. We are we are literally trying to get to this planet so that we can discharge all of our guys and we can use the ship as a distraction and wait until they pass. I agree with you at that point when he loses control and she's kicking him out it of the bridge. It benefits the movie none whatsoever other than you being able to throw in the scenes that you throw in there, which to me, you can rework those scenes and do them differently. Like, you could have them button heads and stuff like that for other it, reasons. It was to teach Poe's characters a lesson because whenever he gets off into the ship and stuff and he wakes up and he goes back and looks and then Leia kind of explains stuff to him. But to me, it's a huge like, plot hole because, yeah. It, yeah, it does that, but in the logical sense of things, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. I, I agree with you. Like, to me, it makes sense for her not to say anything, but then, like what you said, at that scene where he like, is going irate and they're about to kick him off the bridge because he's calling her a traitor and everything else, at that point, she should be like, calm down, come with me a little bit, take him to a back room, and be like, look, you're about to go overboard with this, but this is our plan. And I agree with that. Like, I mean, at that I mean, point... Am I wrong? I mean, with old girl not telling uh, Poe the whole plan. Yeah, I mean, I just that's the thing is that would take away so much. That would take a whole scene away from the movie. So of course you gotta. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> though. There's ways that you could no, yeah, the like, to do. She the definitely you should have told Poe, who was like a high ranking, you know. I agree leader, with you. I don't that, think that she, you know what the plan was. Your but, best, your best fighter pilot and the leader of your squadron, regardless of whether or not you demote I mean, him or not, he's the best guy you got. She he's knew. coming to you and saying, can I get in the ship and go blow stuff up now? And 
no, let's not do that because I got this going on. Yeah, I mean, especially if just, Carrie Fisher just already let knew what was going that, on. Right. That guy I can see that you don't have any plan. Right, I can see like like I said, I can see from the beginning not telling him, but when he gets to the point, and where he, he comes to her multiple times. Too. Yeah, two times, and, he, and he and he's like. So you're just gonna let us run out of fuel and just die? Yeah. The second, the second thing, like I said, the second time that they had that thing and he's kicking over the chair and stuff like that, like I agree with you at that point, it should have been like, hey, come with me to this room to my he office comes or and something. Her, he's like, are you seriously charging up all of our escape ships? Yeah. And she still doesn't tell him. And it's like, and then they try to kind of cover. That's it up the point. She should have said it. That's it. They try to cover it up at the end where Leia's like, she didn't, you know, want to be. Look as a hero. Yeah, she was just doing what you know she thought a leader should do, and I'm like, that is the worst excuse for you trying to basically say that. Right, and to know, me that is a, to me the that. the characters and the actors had nothing to do with that. No, no, that was a storytelling. Thing. That was a storytelling thing. But now she's also part of like I told you when we watched it tonight, the third time I've seen it. That is the most badass when she jumps into hyperspace. And just runs that freaking ship right into Snoke's ship. That, was cool. that is one of the most badass cinematic scenes I have ever seen. And I thought it was really cool that Ryan Johnson went quiet. Like he went silent. There's like no there's like no sign. There's like no sound. There's no explosion there for a second. There's just the the ship hitting it. Like and then the white and that man, dude, that to me looked just really that's one of the most badass I ever think that was cool. in a movie. I had always really kinda cool. like I I'd actually thought about that before. Like if that was like how that with the whole move through hyperspace thing or hyperspeed, like, do you just know automatically that you already have a course set that you're not going to run into anything? I mean, like, what, what happens if you run into something? Yeah, and one thing I had I've heard somebody say too is like, well, why didn't like the uh, the first order like jump in front of them, like, and just get in front of them? Okay, there's two reasons why they wouldn't do that. For one, all their guns are facing forward. The way their ships are made. They're only they're only to shoot forward. They do have a couple of cannons that could probably spin around and shoot from the back, but they're not their most powerful weapons. They're like the little cannons. They ain't gonna do a lot. So, but you also the weakest part of that ship, the way they're designed, is the behind because that's where their engines are. Yeah. If they would have jumped in front of the like in front of the rebels, the rebels could take them out so easy. It takes so long for them to turn and move back around. Yeah. They shoot them in the engine bay like one time, and the whole ship explodes. And the only reason why they were able to last as long as they did with Bob, like their shield staying up is because they were able to get far enough away to where the shots weren't as powerful. Yeah, exactly. If I thought they did a pretty it, good way of doing been that. Closer up, then they'd have been toast. I thought that was fine, but like if they would have jumped in front of them, one shot in their engine bay, and they're exploding. So why would they do that? That's just stupid. Like that. So any any other issues that anybody read or anything about? Um, the only weird stuff I had going on was uh, one thing I had was why Kylo had to take his shirt off in that one scene. Uh, I, I you can tell that what, where he was at. Like, that just I, felt I really that strange. Just, look, I, I heard that before, but I but I but I looked in the scene. And he doesn't take it off though. Yeah, yeah it's already done. Well, okay. Why he's does, in, why no, does he have a, a bath, random shirt? But, he, but he's in a right but he's in a bathroom. Is he? Yeah, because I started looking at it, right there. There's like a mirror, and you can see these cups with looks like what would be like space stuff you could use yeah, to brush yes, your teeth with and stuff. Like yeah. I didn't notice that until then. I really paid attention to that scene because I've heard a couple people talk about it, and you can tell he's like in a in, a, in the bathroom. Like he had just been like yeah. like he had just got out of the shower. Had his pants and stuff on, and was like maybe yeah. like. Touching I mean, up. I didn't, I, I didn't. Just kind of random, you know. Is it's there for like, comedy? Okay. But yeah, that's because the, the fact that she was like, "Can you please put a shirt on?" Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just one of those random, like, eh, why was that in there? Did he work out really hard? He's like, I just want a shirtless scene. 
Which hey. Adam Driver is a fucking great actor. Once I get Logan Lucky, you'll have to watch that. Yeah, the, he's um, hilarious in Logan Lucky. I had a couple people complain about that little scene where there's something coming down and it ends up being like an ironing thing, like right there. I Come don't. on, man! And the original pretty um, is they had like a they had a damn garbage can looking thing they called the Gonk Droid. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, if you're going to make fun of something like that right there, like, you've got to make fun of the old trilogy because of the stupid stuff they have. Those little mouth oh, droids. Yeah. Or the stupid crumb guy that's on the top of, like, John laughing. There's one more <laughs> I had, but I, I just can't think of what it was right now. It wasn't and, anything major. And but. even if, like, I don't like the way they did Phasma, like, okay, well, in the original trilogy, you had Bubba Fett. So, like, if you hate Phasma, like, you almost have to hate like Bubba Phasma. Fett because Bubba Fett didn't do shit. Like, Bubba Vett got his ass thrown into a damn Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Captain Phasma, I don't know that Captain Phasma is going to have the same kind of following throughout she was time underused. that like Boba, Fett had. Boba Fett had, but she's going to be the most compared she's did more. Yeah, exactly, and she's done more than Bubba Fett, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Like, even in but her short period. everybody loved fucking Bubba Fett. Oh, yeah, everybody loved him. Yeah. I never got understood that. Pit. To me, he Boba got Fett accidentally was... hit into a Sarlacc pit. Like, come on, dude. To like, me, Boba Fett was always one of those characters, like, he may have been cooler if they would have been able to do those movies later. Right. Uh, I, I mean, they, Bubba Fett was cool, and I've always grown up like loving Bubba Fett. I think Fett they did the a little bit better job in the first or in the episodes. Uh, what was it? Three, whenever you finally meet, uh, or you meet Jango Fett. The Empire and, uh, Strikes Back. You well, you talking about like in the like prequels? You meet his dad, and then he's like a little kid. Well, I'm talking about it, it was episode point, two but. or three where you meet Jango Fett. It would have been two, wouldn't it? Uh, the Clone Wars, yes. So. Because you meet him and he's the one that they modeled all the clones after. And you don't really see Boba Fett really in two or three at all. Uh, nah, he's in two because he's the one that, like, they he guaranteed that he'd have this one kid that grew up normal age. Because all the other clones, like, grew up yeah, way yeah, fast. Yeah. So, like, he was there. He put him in the closet, like, hit him in the closet at one point, And then, like, he ends up seeing, like, Obi-Wan kill him. No, no, he doesn't kill him then. But he sees the Obi-Wan battle uh, with them all. And then, in, in, in and I know, actually, later on in that movie, like, they go and have that big battle scene where all the Jedi show up, and they're trying to fight all the droids and stuff like that with Count Dooku, and then he's there when his dad jumps down and fights Mace Windu for a second, and Mace Windu kills him by chopping his head off. Yep. Yep. So, like, the biggest thing with me, though, with Boba Fett is, is, like, he didn't really have a big part of the story, but everybody loved him, and he was cool, but now you want to hate on Faz, like, if you just want to hate on Faz, I can see where you're upset you wanted to do more. But guess what? In the original trilogy, after people saw him in Empire Strikes Back, they wanted him to do more. And he's in the very beginning of the Job of the Hut scene on Return of the Jedi and gets accidentally knocked into a Sarlacc pit. So if he wasn't upset with that, then how? I mean, you can't not be upset. You can't be upset with Phasma now because it's the same thing. And she's Why even they done be more. more upset that Boba Fett wound up dying? It's, it's kind but of shitty but then we didn't have the internet and all these internet oh, yeah, trolls yeah. doing what they do. Um, but I actually think there's a possibility. I don't want them to, but I think there's a possibility that Phasma will be in the last one because her suit that she wears is not just some normal stormtrooper suit, obviously, because what's her face? Rose hits her right chest high, right in the plate with a blaster shot. And it shot, bounces off. And it just bounces yeah. off. So there's they can easily say that her suit keeps her away from being... Like, maybe her face gets burned because of the hole that... What's his name? Hit her, you know, when he hit her with a big thing and she fell down, it has a hole like where her eyes at. Yeah. But they could easily just write in that she's still alive, she survives. Well, but I don't want that to happen. I don't know. Her. I mean, I guess my only things were Kylo wrecking his helmet so early. Um, that wasn't with this movie. That was with. Well, yeah, with this one, you know, just the fact that he's not even already, you know, he's already destroying his helmet in this one super quick, too. 
I, I mean, I, I just think it's cool, though. The shirtless part, the part that Carrie Fisher was already, you know, we talked about that earlier, about, like, how she didn't die already, and um, something else I just can't recall, but, you know, I mean, I had a few flaws, but nothing major, I guess. Right, I just, just don't. Weird I don't mind if you don't like the movie for certain stuff. I just yeah. don't. But don't contradict. Like I love the original pre, or I love the original movies. I don't like the prequels, but I love the originals, and I hate this movie for a certain thing that it does when it mirrors things that happened in the original trilogy that happened with people not having a backstory, with like Phasma being kind of relatable to Bubba Fett, and then you say you hate it. Well, then that means you hate the original trilogy. Like why are you saying it in, a, in, a, in kind of a backwards way? Like because it kind of relates to each other. So, but if you say, "Oh, I don't like the cannibal bite scene because I thought some of the aliens weren't cool," like for one, I don't like the cannibal bite scene because that one alien that's telling on them about the uh, that should have been alien species talk with words at the bottom of the screen, like of what he's saying. It should not have been him speaking like the common language, like basically English. It should have been him doing like alien race his his race language, and you just have to read subtitles. The guy that's telling them like they parked on the beach, he's oh, telling yeah, them yeah. the stuff, but he's oh, talking yeah. in very common, like in the common language. I ain't saying these alien races couldn't talk in, in English, and obviously they're t- portraying like the rich people. So obviously this alien guy's rich, so he could afford to have a better education. I guess you would say. Yeah, I, I didn't really. But no, I wanted that. That, really. that that should have been an, an alien species talk, and it should have been subtitles at the bottom of it. But I'm, I mean, I'm be nitpicking. Like I said, seven and a half score. My number really didn't go up. I still see the problems in the movie. But, man, I cannot say that I hate a movie like some of these people are that had so many scenes where I was on the edge of my seat. I don't even, like, okay. The throne scene had me on the edge of my seat. When Homegirl, like, well, this is right after the throne scene, but when Homegirl does the hyperspace thing, I'm on the edge of my, that's, like, awesome as shit. The whole loop part at the end was, like, edge of my seat. The Yoda thing made me so happy, man, because it was so cool and so originally done like it was in the past, like, so I had no issues with that, and it was really cool. And I liked some of the things that happened when he was training Ray. Like, so did your your score stay stays the same? It stays the same, but it's because of the flaws and how the movie. Like, I think it was uh, uh, not edited like better. I think some of the scenes we should have stayed with longer and then edited back to like another scene part of the mo- movie. Uh, I think it got edited too much in the front, like where it was like jump from one thing. Like, I would have rather the Ray and Luke stuff be almost like one long scene. Mm. Instead okay. of jumping back and forth through some of the stuff as fast as we did. Maybe not one long scene. I like how they got to it scene. quick in the movie, though. But I like uh, the Canto Bite stuff. I didn't Like I said, nitpick stuff. Like the alien talking English. the uh, And then we went through there really super fast. And then Disney put in the whole thing. Which a lot of people saying Disney did. But this might have been a Ryan Johnson's thing. Like put in the whole animal rights kind of thing in there. Like trying to shove that a little bit yeah, in Yeah, that was probably a Disney rights. thing. And a lot of people hated the little boy in the broom thing because they were like, oh, yeah, you can obviously say that Disney had. Man, dude, you like the lore of Star Wars. I called that like the I just second explained time, earlier, yeah. like, all these kids are being born with the Force powers. Like, whether you like it or not, they just, he just showed it in the movie, like an yeah. example of Yeah, yeah, that's kind of always I call, I see, I lore, thought so. I called that in the first time I watched it, but the second time I looked for it, I was like, Yep, there it Those, is. He used the Force. That's uh, it. Really cool book now that I might actually read that I wouldn't have read before because these little kids right here are actually in a new book they just released called The Legends of Luke Skywalker. And the whole book's based on these kids that are getting shipped off to Canto Bite. 
and they actually are sitting around getting shipped off. They know they're going to, so they're trying to entertain themselves. And they start telling stories of Luke Skywalker, like the little kid was right before they got ran out of the room. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. And they're supposed to be talking about all these stories. Now, some of these stories may be not true and stuff. Obviously, these are young kids talking about them and stuff, and basically telling the stories. But those kids that are in the movie are actually from that book. Like that's the kids that were getting shipped off to be like basically slaves at this Canto Bite planet. Well, to me, I thought that was pretty cool, especially the way that they played up those scenes because a lot of times those are where they were finding the Jedi kids. Was a lot of times like the, those poor parents because if you remember, uh, I can't remember if it was in Clone Wars or what it was in, but anyway, they were talking about how like a lot of those parents were sending their kids off to the Jedi Temple. Yeah. If they found out that they were like force sensitive, right? Uh, basically, just because that would have been a better life than what they could have done for yeah. them. And so that was a big thing. Like, a lot of those guys came from... Uh, well, even Darth nothing. Bane came from a minor planet. And he was, like, one of the biggest people that people yeah. love in the old story, so... But as far as me goes, after watching it a second time, and like I said, most of my opinions of the movie kind of changed a little bit the more I thought about it and the more I kind of researched on it and uh, listened to the director talk a little bit more about his decisions on certain things. I would say, originally, I, I think I said, like, 7.3... I would give it probably closer to like a 8.5. Uh, and the reason why I would say it probably moved up is because after I got past the feelings of like, oh man, I wish they would have answered Done this, this question. Yeah. Or I wish they would have answered this question. Honestly, as to sum up the movie the best I can is I thought that this one did a really good job of going its own direction. And setting its own tempo, or setting its own kind of story for this trilogy. Right, and you can't and complain about The Force it Awakens had to do, being it too had, close. It had to, though, because right. The Force Awakens was such a mirror. Right, and if you're going to complain about The Force Awakens, you can't complain about this movie because you asked for it to be different. Yeah, yeah. And you I, didn't have, a, I didn't have a problem with The Force Awakens. I just noticed the, right. the basically... Almost like the mirroring a little yeah. bit. Not necessarily that the stories were the same, but the, I definitely saw the imagery. Oh, it's no it doubt the it was same. They put some new yeah. characters and they had different stories. I had but no problem with that. I was cool with that. But I am glad that this one kind of shook things up a bit. And it did its own thing to make it a very... This one made the focus on the newer developed characters. I think so, yeah. Dude, yeah. I so much want the Knights of Ren to show up with Kylo. Like, That'd be cool to me. And then versus Rey. And maybe Rey so, has to cut some of those down. And I'm going to say one more thing about future... Ray Ray's holding the lightsaber in two hands because it's obviously broken half, but she mm. got it. Uh, man, there's like if they wouldn't have had the staff in this movie as much, I probably would have said this might not happen. But they used the staff. She was actually training with the staff more than she was the lightsaber. She got the lightsaber just because she happened to see it. But That'd she's comfortable with that I staff, want, dude. She's doing happen. the staff saver, baby. I want yeah. that to happen. I think she's so. gonna have a staff saver, a dual bladed lightsaber. That's gonna happen. But in uh, nine. we've been doing this for. A lot longer than we Probably thought we were going to do it. But we got say, it out of the way, though. Needless to say, I think you can see... Uh, Star Wars, man. I think you can see that we're definitely into Star Wars. Or at least, it's a e- it's an easy topic for us to just get I'm lost. I'm a lot more about. into it than I ever thought I would be. Yeah. 
Same with Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Like I we started, can do, we can do like, this man. about Game of Thrones too. Yeah. yeah, this is one of those things where we probably will before the you know we won't starts. do this again for another year. Whenever the or whenever the Han Solo movie comes out, like, got, like mid next year, there's all so. kinds of things that happens in Star Wars. You got some oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, comes yeah. out or something like that. Like, um, you got the Han Solo. movie. The new Han, Han Solo movie looks rad as far as like actors yeah. they picked and everything. So I'm, so I'm ready. We'll, for we'll that. see where that goes, but I, I definitely. I'm glad that we got in here and we were able to, you know, everybody's doing, you know, podcasts about freaking Star Wars For right sure. now. But we couldn't just go by and ignore it. It's a big thing to, you know, several of us in the group. Right. So, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys have got comments, leave it for us, obviously. So. If you've got opinions on any of it, you know, leave us your opinions on, you know, the posts. Yeah, on the uh, comments or yeah anything on Facebook, on Instagram. SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever you guys want to do, because uh, yep. it's possible that we miss something that you guys bring up. So uh, and that would be cool to go back and uh, look because I'm probably gonna see it again. Do it, like, subscribe, comment. We'll talk about it on the next episode because uh, we definitely want to start doing these more often. Just you know, people getting married that kind of gets in the way of uh, scheduling. Shit. That's all right. We're done with that now. No more marriage. On to fun things. So, like uh, talking about Star Wars for over two hours. What do we have next? Anything big coming up? New Year's, we got New Year's I mean, coming up. It's a couple days before Christmas. Christmas. Uh, obviously, we got uh, Christmas and New Year's coming up. We're going to be having our New Year's party coming up. Question, Zach. Yes. You just had your honeymoon. Yep. Is there a uh, baby Willis over there? No. Okay. No. No baby Willis? We ain't, we ain't, go, we ain't, All right. we ain't hopping on that train no time soon. <laughs> Zach's uh, wife, Amanda. Is that weird yet? It is a little weird. Yeah. Is sleeping on my bed and she flipped me off because I said baby. Yeah, oh, we, well. we didn't have one on that train. No time soon. But, um, yeah, so we have some things coming up. We'll do another one the next week, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know about what, but there's a UFC card coming up, 219. We'll do it. We also got, uh, we got some wrestling coming up. We need to do some wrestling stuff. Yeah, I know. We have the Royal Rumble coming up. We'll definitely First do women's for the Rumble. Rumble. Especially, yeah. Well, yeah. especially for the bigger events, too. Like No, we got to do the main four. Oh, yeah. We're going to dress up for WrestleMania this year and do the uh, the typical shotgun chug beer. The Royal, the Royal Rumble is uh, should be interesting. We should year. do that every every main card, every uh, the big four. Do a, a pick-a-who chug beer thing. Yeah. yeah I know Hamlin's down. Perfectly fine with that. I'll be down for like the Royal Rumble, man. Everybody's every time somebody gets thrown over the top. We pick someone beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Lord. And there's a women's, uh, that's what I was saying. There's women's, a women's Royal women's Rumble, Rumble yeah. Too. So there's going to be two Royal Rumbles. We, we can do it to where not necessarily all 30. Well, go fuck yourself. You, I'm not what doing What you that. can do is, once that, after the two people get in, you, you start announcing who's going to get thrown out next, and if you're wrong, you got to drink. Ooh, that's hard. We'll figure it out. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we got to wrap this thing up. Two and a half ready. hours. If, you, uh, if you've lasted through the whole uh, podcast, and thank you for listening to us ramble you about might, Star Wars and sci-fi. Nah, we'll do it one. Fuck it. Star Wars, Last Jedi. It's as long as the movie. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Subscribe. Like. Comment. Listen things. to Zach's wife Amanda snore in the yeah. background. Actually, actually, I love uh, you. And if you, you want to know what color Bane's toenails were, I'd be able to tell you. Just you just ask on the podcast because I'll be <laughs> love nerding out about Star Wars on everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike. Bye. See you.